Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold! Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Pickleloaf and Dr. Zong! Welcome to Silver and Gold, Daddy. Guess who's back? I am the loaf, and with me, Dr. Zahn. Wee! Who's back? I don't know. Um, it's kind of it's kind of shitty when you uh, when you have a soul sucking job and it takes any desire whatsoever to do be entertaining, and then you quit said soul sucking job. Are you and, talking about Donald Trump? <laughs> yeah, and uh, and and. Th- then you don't feel like being entertaining because you're fucking uh, just a loser. So, not that I'm entertaining. But. Anyway, welcome back to me. Thanks. And <laughs> uh, Zom's been uh, holding the ship down. Holding the Actually, fort. yes, I have been. My Keep, diet is making f- me constipated. Keeping the fort afloat. Um. So this week, uh, we didn't really plan anything. Yesterday, I was like, do you want to record a show tomorrow? I think we tried to set something up a couple weeks ago, and like, I had this, the file set up, and like I turned on Skype, and I think we both ended up forgetting or something. Eh. Um, but uh, So anyway, we, we didn't watch any movies for the show. We're just, I, as I was saying to Zom when we were not recording yet, off the air, so to speak. I think I've watched 150 some odd movies since I yes. last recorded the show. Yes. Um, so those of you that don't don't know from the group, I don't even know if I said it in the group. Anyway, I uh, I quit my job that I hated because I was like, you know, I, I, I need some time. I'm gonna I'm gonna dedicate time to looking for something I can actually enjoy halfway doing. Something that I know that I feel confident in doing. And now six weeks later. I don't even have a fucking interview. <laughs> you're a fl- you're a fluffer. And, oh my god, it's it's uh, really bad. But but don't worry though, because Trump said that things are getting better. I think I'm going to get into coal mining. I think that's the <laughs> that's the way to go. Waka. So instead of uh, covering a movie this week, we're going to talk about what we've been watching. Like Zom's been been doing on his solo shows and um we're gonna try something a little new we're gonna flip back and forth i there's no way i'm gonna go over everything that i've been watching because it's it's way too much and and a lot of it's not really worth talking about honestly (laughs) but um it's gonna be like a tag team it is and i've been doing other stuff besides watching movies and you know so i can talk about a little of that too um but zom how have you been i haven't i haven't talked to you in person Jeez, it's been two months, hasn't it? Yeah. It's been a while. 
<laughs> and I, I might know how you're doing if I actually listen to our own show. <laughs> but nah. I listened well, to the beginning uh, to 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 edit in the the opening song. And then I listen to the end so I can time the, the Midnight Express song. <laughs> and other than that, I just rely on Zom to tell me what to name the show. How dare you? I know. Um, I do know you watched Valerian. Yes. <laughs> it was all right. Was all right. <laughs> now, now you go. Uh, um, <laughs> everything has been like one of these things that um, I don't know if I if it's just like uh because of like some kind of panic disorder or what but it just seems like everything there's all it it just goes from one thing to the next to the next and i get worked up then i resolve the issue then the next thing comes along and i'm like oh god what's you know and then after you know i just do what i need to do it gets resolved and i'm like okay well that was now that's done i'm going to go get anally probed for the first time coming up uh oh you haven't like, done that before no hmm. and um so they wanted me to like go and have these these tests done first and so i had to do like a for some reason i guess it's because of anesthesia or something they put you out oh to, oh that okay i thought you meant a prostate exam you're doing the you're doing the camera yeah, well, I mean the prostate exam. I mean they they uh, well colonoscopy. Yeah. Yeah, col- okay. Prostate exam is just the finger, finger where they up the butt. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you... oh my god, I've done that a million times. <laughs> okay, okay. Just for fun. I haven't done that. <laughs> my own finger. I have I haven't done the camera. Well, um so they the one of the things was a urinalysis. So, you know, you have to go pee in a cup. Yeah. And I thought, okay, right when I get off work, the hospital's like right there and, and I'll just motor over go in you know so i drank all this water right before i you know for like an hour (laughs) before i went and usually at seven in the morning you go and as soon as you get there they check you in and get you in there and you're and you're done Mm -hmm. they got this new system and this place is at seven in the morning was packed Hmm. and i waited for like 45 minutes and they hadn't even called me in to to get my insurance card and all that stuff and I had to pee so fucking bad. I was like, there, I'm, I, "Please I just give me a cup now." Yeah, well, you don't want to go it. because then when they call you in to go, then you're like, "Oh, you have, you're sitting there trying to concentrate. You're in the bathroom for like goddamn half an hour just trying to think of water running." <laughs> so that was a miserable failure. Then the next day, uh, I went to my doctor and I was telling her about it. And I said, "What time's that place?" And she goes, "Oh, the lab people are there." They're there all the time, 24 hours. So I thought, so if I, I even asked her, I said, so if I go at like four in the morning, I said, I got a day off. I work midnight shift. If I go at four in the morning, there'll be somebody there. And she goes, yeah. So I got up the other day at like four, <laughs> got over there at probably 15, 20 minutes after four. There isn't a single solitary nice. soul. All the offices are closed. There's nobody at the registration thing. There's nobody. And I'm like, fucking motherfucker. So I drove home. But then when I came back. Oh, wait. Back, nobody. Oh, there's not even the lab people. No, no. <laughs> I mean, they might be over like at the emergency room or something. Mm. But there's nobody there to check you in if you're just coming to have lab work done. So I luckily came back and it, uh, they had 
figured out the problem with their new system. So there wasn't anybody there at like seven mm. went right in, got right in, peed in that fucking cup. The woman that they, what do they call the, the people that do the blood to take your blood? Is oh, that, I don't, a, I don't know. Uh, oh shit. Um, Oh, I can't remember what it's called, but she was good looking and she had on like a blue, <laughs> uh, like, uh, the hospital stuff and boy, she had a nice ass. So anyway, the scrubs, uh, then my basement got flooded. Like you were saying oh, about no. the, the floods because of the big storm. How are the VHS well, and the wrestling magazines? Um, I got, well, see, I learned from the last time and all that shit. I put in those Rubbermaid, um, containers yeah, yeah. and almost everything, everything's up off the floor. The only thing that wasn't was I have a surround sound, uh, or no, a, um, a Bluetooth, uh, I don't think it's Bluetooth, but I had an external speaker for my smart TV and it was laying on the floor, but it still might work. I don't know. But so then that was a thing that made me fucking go crazy and self-loathing and panic and, <laughs> and just go into a depression. And then, my lights started flickering off and on a couple days ago. And I kept thinking that there was something wrong with the wiring in the house and it was going to cost me thousands of dollars and it was nothing. Uh, it was just a loose wire on the, the grounding wire came loose from the pole to the house. So they fixed it. And I'm trying to think of any other excitement. I got rid of all my one motorcycle that I've been trying to get rid of for, forever i've been saying i've wanted to get rid of it but haven't have put no effort into actually selling it Mm -hmm. i got this is another thing that made me just think why me and all this shit i decided i might as well go get it inspected at least then if i want to ride it i can ride it i got on it and i started it was on the kickstand and i started it up and all this gasoline starts fucking pouring out of (laughs) the cylinders at the bottom of the, of the engine. And I mean, it's just coming out like, and I'm like, what the fuck? So it must be some kind of a seal. Cause once I let it run and I set it up straight, as soon as I set it up straight, it stopped coming out. Hmm. Well, then I thought I better get that fucking thing over there. And maybe I, you know, it, I, 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 maybe I better trade it in or something. And I started riding it and I was like, well, fuck this thing. Hell, it's comfortable. You know, it's fun to ride and it has the loud pipes on it, you know, like a, goddamn hog or whatever (laughs) (laughs) i started riding that son of a bitch i got almost to the dealership and the engine just stopped on me oh no and i'm stuck along the side of the road if you're stuck on the side of the road in a car it's different than on a motorcycle because number one it was about 90 fucking degrees and you know if you're in a car you, you feel a little bit more secure and you can call a tow truck or somebody to come get you and just leave the car or whatever yeah and, but if you leave a motorcycle, hell, you might come back and it might just be gone. Can you so call like man, a, one of the flat tow trucks and they can just put it up on the back? Or something? Yeah, but every, I called like five tow trucks and every one of them said, well, our guy's out. I, I can probably do it sometime this afternoon. Well, it was like nine o'clock in the morning. Our motorcycle guy, you mean? Or their tow guy? Tow guy at every, all the tow truck places. And, um, some old man and old woman were, had been following me. And when I pulled off, they went down the road and turned around, came back. And the old man said something about, you know, do you think he goes, how's the battery? And I said, I put a brand new battery in it, charged it and everything. And, and he goes, well, I wonder how the connections are on it. So I took the seat off 
and we looked and the one was just real loose mm. and um just like the wire to your house exactly it was the positive <laughs> and um as soon he he uh the the screw was too long or something so he went to his wife in the car and he goes hang on a second and he came back he had the you know the little tab you pull back on a pop can mm-hmm. and he goes take that screw screw off and put that under there like a washer and we did that and started right up <laughs> but i took it over there and when i got it there i thought you know this thing's fucking leaking gas. Like, it, it, and after it warmed up, it stopped leaking gas. I thought maybe I better get rid of this motherfucker. So I bought this little motorcycle that was only like brand new. Was only like um, I think like four grand. Mm-hmm. And they gave me like three for mine. And I told him I said, well, fuck hell, I'll just pay for the rest. You know, the whole because he said you want to finance it, and I was like, well, hell, if you'll give me that much for mine, it's only like a thousand dollars. I'll just pay for the fucking thing. So it's kind of it's like a little sport bike. Yeah. It it's not really fast or anything at all, but it's fun to ride because it's small and you know. So anyway, I got a another motorcycle, and it takes up less space in the garage. So you have you you have one only. I have two. Oh. Wow. But I have a little one. I have a little one and a big one. Oh. But um, one thing is, um, like I said, it was probably about with that, mm-hmm. with that, and the goddamn thing breaking down. Uh, the lights in the house flickering, and the air conditioner would just come on and go off, come on and go off, come on and go off, because oh. there wasn't like enough power to run anything. If I had the fan running and the air conditioner came on, the fan would just almost stop running. And then as soon as the air conditioner went off, the fan would start back up. Then the flood in the basement. I had about four or five things where I wanted to fucking vomit <laughs> and just light the house on fire. Um, and I'm trying to think what else. Just light the house. Ah, yeah. But everything worked out, you know, because Jesus is, you know, my, uh, you know, when they say, you know, they see the footsteps. Mm-hmm. And there's like just what is it like how's the thing is there two sets and then there's just one and you're like well what the fuck Jesus you know how come there's only one set how come you know I'm, you left me walking by myself and he said dude I was carrying your fucking fat ass <laughs> and I was like you know what praise my my air conditioner started <laughs> acting weird too and I you know I don't I don't own so. And this is really frustrating for me because one, it's fucking a hundred degrees here all the time. And two, uh, this is like the fourth time something's wrong with my air conditioner. So I had noticed that it had been making these, like whenever it would turn off, it would make, there would be these weird, like sounds coming out of the closet that the filter thing is in like these loud cracks. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'd go and open it and I would just like stare at it, waiting for something to happen. <laughs> Because I was like, it, it sounded like something was falling. Yeah. But the closet's empty except for this air conditioning unit. And like sometimes I would hear it. And I'm like, where is that noise coming from? It was driving me crazy. And this went on for about, I don't know, two weeks. And, uh, and I didn't notice it every time. But I would notice these loud cracks. So finally, I was like, you know what? I just took this filter off. And there's a fucking like iceberg Oh. on the air conditioner. It would build up and then break off. Oh my yeah, well the ice was it didn't break off, but the ice was cracking and it was cra- it was like echoing through the air ducts, so it was loud. I thought you were going to say you took the filter off and there was like uh, a kilo of cocaine. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, "What?" And I never have to worry about working again. Praise um, Jesus. Praise Jesus. But so and I, I I took a picture of it. I was like, "What the fuck am I supposed to do with this?" And uh, 
Luckily, it was at night when I discovered it. So I turned off the air conditioner and I pulled out an extension cord and I stood there for like an hour, like on and off with a hair dryer. It's a hair dryer. Yeah, <laughs> trying to defrost this thing. And I got I got lazy of that, so I found a way to prop up the hair dryer on top of my uh, hot water heater. This is also in the same closet, and just so it angled at it. And then I went just went and watched TV until it dried off. And I turned it on again, and it froze up completely overnight. Mm-hmm. So they they came out, and I don't know what they did. They did something to the thing outside, and it just started working again. So uh, yeah, there's some kind of condenser or something. Yeah. I had that on my unit outside. My unit. <laughs> inside yeah the big unit and you know i like um with the exception of looking at like scores on facebook i haven't watched hardly any baseball at all now i've been listening to baseball I, i've watched some but uh i've got uh, you know when when i i've been trying to find a routine because literally i i have been out of work for like six weeks now and I'm so fucking stir crazy, but there's nothing to do. Do they have any adult video stores? Like you could sit at the counter and hand out tokens. Uh, no. Well, no, because they don't. They don't. The, the adult video stores are kind of a combination of, um, like you don't watch anything there. They have movies and like, um, they sell the toys and lingerie. No, I mean, I mean, they don't have like the the booths with the glory holes and nah, shit. Nah, nah. You could be like Powers Booth. <laughs> Somebody go, hey, what are these uh, bandanas for? Um, the, Slopping up the cum. The the most of them are called Adam and Eve, I think, or Priscilla's oh, well, are, or something like that. Those are like Highline. Yeah, they don't have anything <laughs> cheap here. Unless, I mean, there might be one way off in uh, the north of town. I, I seem to remember, but I don't know if it's still open or not. But you could get a job there, and while you're working, like work the midnight shift, and while you're working, write a novel about working there and all the people that you come in contact with. Yeah, yeah. Could be a bestseller. But I, I've been trying to. I, I, you get into little, I guess, patterns. Like, well, you know, I'll do this, and so I've been the G1 Climax, the, the New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, they do this annual month-long tournament. And there's 20 people in these two blocks, and they all wrestle each other once. And it fucking it takes forever. So that's been my the last like month is I get up in the morning because the the shows are in the middle of the night. I get up in the morning and I have coffee and I watch fucking two hours of <laughs> Japanese wrestling. Well, at least you're at least you're on still doing the day shift thing because. You could literally stay up all night and watch it and sleep all day. Yeah, I don't, and it, I sort of. I'm still getting up at like seven thirty in the morning, which I guess is good. But so baseball is usually around seven o'clock at night. So I turn on the baseball game on this little speaker I have, and I play. I've got this old TV, this old twenty inch tube TV, and I've got a Nintendo and a Super Nintendo hooked up to it. So I sit here and play fucking like RBI baseball. <laughs> listen while to, you're watching listen to red sox baseball yeah and that's been have my you, have you mold have you come to like multitask three things yet like listen to baseball play video games and watch wrestling at the same time i yeah i do um let's see i put let's see I'm trying to think of what i did the other day uh i, I was doing something on my computer i must have been playing a game on my computer no, that was still a, that was still just two tasks. So I had wrestling on TV and a game on my computer. 
you were talking about it being 90 degrees down there. It has been like 55 degrees at, at night here. Like right now it's only 70. And these people have put their pools up and stuff. I don't think we've only had like maybe, uh, maybe one and a half weeks, if that, where it's been hot. Oh man, it's hot every day. It was a it's cool just, day a couple weeks ago, or about a week ago. That was it was really bizarre, because you know, like I said, I'm such a winner. I, some days I don't even leave the house, but so I'll, <laughs> well, I'll still me. I'll still go check either. my mail like every three days or so, just to make sure it doesn't overflow. And I walked out. <laughs> and, just and it's, pretend it's not there. It's overflow with junk. It's like you get those. I don't know if you get these the the like the midweek shopper or whatever. It's like a little newspaper. Yeah, they just keep jamming it. in. Oh there. my god, it's ridiculous. So, um, and it was like, it must've been like 80 degrees outside. It was really weird. It was so, it was, it felt almost room temperature. And I'm it, pretty it, sure every day it feels like it's, it's fall here almost like, in the, like in, that. in the evening, I expect to see like pumpkins and stuff. <laughs> I wish it would get cool like that, but yeah, so just been listening to baseball, watching some, uh, watching lots of wrestling. I'm I'm getting a little burned out on the wrestling. I'm, it's the, there's about five more shows for this tournament. I'll be glad for a break from it because it's like every day almost. I'm watching two hours of wrestling. Now, it's, granted, it's kind of neat because you never see the same match twice. Yeah. But well, who's doing the commentary this year for the uh, English side? Oh, they've only they only did a couple. There was only the first two shows. It was Kevin Kelly. I heard Jim Ross sucked. Oh, he he'd, I'm saying, yeah, Jim Ross on. did that. They had a two night thing back in when was that? June. Um, <laughs> uh, Coop went and and Jake. Uh, I, I saw that they were on TV quite a few times. Um, and um, well, TV streaming. And it's funny. I couldn't watch live because I don't have access TV, but I have the New Japan thing. But in with New Japan, they blocked it in the United States live. Yeah. So I have a VPN, and I just set my VPN to Japan, and I was able to watch it live through their streaming service. But um, Well, they don't do themselves any favors. I, yeah, Jim Ross is fucking, you know, one the, probably the most famous announcer but if if he doesn't know the names of the people he was or really what's bad going on, like, i yeah. don't know i don't know like he didn't i don't know if he's like not interested but like the 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 energy that he used to have is just not yeah. there with him i calling think matches. The, a year or two ago when i watched it um it was i think kevin kelly and was it matt striker matt striker does it and, but i think he did it with Jim Ross this time in the America one. Now in the Jap in the G one for the first only the first two things had the first two shows back in early July or had America English commentary and it was Kevin Kelly and and I can't remember his name. Was it Steve Carino? Was it? No, it's this tall skinny guy who's very deadpan. Um, that fucking British guy. Uh, he's not British. He I'd have to look him up. Uh, let's see. But I did. I didn't. I know a lot of people didn't like the uh, English um, version and listen to the Japanese uh, commentators. I liked it just because I wasn't familiar with a lot of the guys, so it helped me. Yeah, yeah. Um, Don Callis—that's his name. Wasn't yeah, he, wasn't he a wrestler? Cyrus he the virus. Cyrus. Yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty good. But uh, like a, a like you were saying, I, I've watched enough of it now. 
where I just watched the Japanese commentary. I like the I like the energy they have, even though I don't know what the hell they're saying. But it's still funny when you hear the random English word in there. Here, here's a funny thing for you. Okay, this is a quote. I have zero interest in listening to two morons bat- blather on about their personal lives. This happens with a lot of pop culture focused podcasts, and it's very much always annoying. Keep a diary, get a therapist, but don't subject the world to what amounts to a boring, stilted chit chat phone conversation between bros. <laughs> that one's been there a while. Yeah, we we mentioned yeah. that one the last time I was on. Yeah. I like that guy. He's got good taste. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, how about that T-shirt? Uh, <laughs> waka waka. Uh, but other than that, it's uh, you know. Hey, I, I need to get your new address. I'll I'll I'll, I'll get you. I'll get you a, a T-shirt. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know what though? I may have mowed grass in that. Oh. Uh, not. It's flagged Eventually. like a I'll, like George Costanza's bathroom book. It's I been bought that in. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage T-shirt at Walmart, and like I, I like Target T-shirts because they're that soft polyester, yeah, yeah. and it doesn't wrinkle and everything. This is one of those old shitty ones that wrinkles like crazy. It is so fucking bright yellow. <laughs> I almost put it on to go ride my motorcycle the other day, and I would have a jacket over top of it, but I was embarrassed. Do you have you you've seen my? Uh... You remember the the Ox Baker one I bought? It's fucking neon still. I thought it would Dude, fade some. The, See, I got an orange Ox Baker one, and he signed it. It said uh, it was the le- like the legendary Ox Baker or whatever had his hand drawn face on it, and I got a bright yellow one. I mean, mm. it was it's neon, and I thought it would fade some. It it never did. That's the way this is. It's so fucking bright. But I guess you know if somebody would see you, they wouldn't run over you. <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage, yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, we can get into what we've been Let's watching. See um, what's and we're going to, like we said, we're going to, instead of uh, one of us talking for like 30 minutes and then flip-flopping, we'll just uh, we'll just kind of go back and forth here and we'll share the wealth. We won't be able to get as much sleep uh, during the uh, episode. Yeah, I know. I have to, I, I can't play Sega Genesis games right now. Because <laughs> I'll be like, hey, it's your turn. It's your turn. Oh, sorry. Okay, this morning, right before we went on air, because of course I did my IMDb backwards again, um, <laughs> I watched 1970s Bloody Mama, which is on YouTube for free. Did we record, uh, it, did we review that back in? Oh, no, no, no. no. We did uh, Boxer Bertha? Hmm. I don't think we did Bloody Mama. I've seen it, but I don't. Yeah. Well, this is uh, Roger Corman re- uh, directed and produced this. Written by Don Peters, and it's uh, stars Shelley Winters, Don Stroud, Pat Hingle, Robert, young Robert De Niro, Bruce Dern, who's a piece of shit in it. Well, no, Didn't I Robert shouldn't De Niro say, show with cock in it. Everybody in this is a piece of shit. <laughs> it's it's based on the real uh, like crime family kind of hillbilly incest redneck uh, the Ma Barker and mm-hmm. her boys, and uh, at the beginning of the movie, it even says any similarities between the characters in this movie and Ma Barker and her sons is strictly intentional. (laughs) And they are just fucking awful pieces of shit. Mm. Uh, They're crazy. And I'm pretty, I'm like I said, I'm fucking pretty sure they're, well, I I know they're inbred. 
I mean, that's not just saying inbred like they're rednecks. Yeah, they yeah. are literally inbred. Uh, so it's just gross. And I mean, it, it, it's <laughs> it's entertaining, though. But there's some parts in it like that are just really disturbing. Yeah. So, I mean, I recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember liking it, but it's probably been five or six years since I've yeah. seen that. So. I, w- I wonder, um, I wonder um, how much, oh, like Cor- it says Corman directed it, but he was always known for letting people like kind of in the crew or in the cast and shit direct. Yeah. He just, you know? and he just, he just sits back and makes the money. Yeah. Yeah. Dern and uh, De Niro, they, they were kind of like his, some regulars of his. And there's a few hot chicks. There's a lot of nudity. There's a lot of rape, Ben and women rape. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. So uh, yeah, I recommend that one. I'll tag out. Tag. Uh, let's see. Tag. Wait a minute. Um, I have a hold of the rope. I'll go backwards okay. too. I'll, I'll start with some recent ones. That way they're fresh. Because like I said, I've got I've got ones that are almost two months old in here. So actually, they are two months old. Um, I, I've been watching some uplifting uh, cinema the last couple days. Um, man, four. Five, six, six in a row that are pretty fucking like grim <laughs> to close out my week. Um, I watched this movie from 1979. Um, it's it's never been put on DVD. It's called Natural Enemies with Hal Holbrook. Huh. Um, the guy that directed it also directed Revenge of the Nerds like five years later. <laughs> He's hardly directed anything, but this is a movie. Well, okay, the, the, the plot synopsis is a man hires five hookers to fulfill a final fantasy before killing himself and his family. Um, the whole thing is kind of him with having a, an inner monologue. Um, about, he's loading a rifle, and he's gonna. he hates his three kids. He hates his wife. He hates his life. Now, and, is this a comedy? Yeah, it's a comedy. It's hilarious. Well, it's Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> a little different uh, feel there. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a uh, there's nothing really exciting. There's nothing really happy going on here. It's based on a it's based on a novel, um, but it's kind of this guy's last day, and he's like, at the, you know, tonight at eight fifteen when my wife. Okay, so they've been sleeping in separate bedrooms, and like whenever they fuck, she he just goes into her room and. If he starts and she doesn't move, that means it's okay. It's re- it's really depressing. I need to see this. What's it's, it called? It's <laughs> Natural Enemies. Hal Holbrook and uh, his wife is Louise Fletcher, um, Nurse Ratchet. Oh, I love her. She turns me on. She's good. She's good. Natural enough. Enemies. Natural. Natural. Yeah. Natural Enemies. Um, I can. I would like to see Louise Fletcher and Hal Holbrook in Natural Enemas. <laughs> well, I can send this to you. So. Um, okay. cause it's, what do you mean? What's that mean? I don't know. It, I'll, I'll mail you the VHS tape. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, but it's mostly how Holbrook and him kind of like you hear his thoughts through it. And then he has conversations about like, Hey, are you all right? And like, he's like, Oh, I'm fine. I'm, you know, why didn't um, he just get a divorce? Well, they, he got, they go into that. Okay. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah. God damn. Well, maybe I need to watch this. Is it, is it good? It's good. And I liked it. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's bleak, but it's, it's, it's good. I liked it. So I like bleak. Cool. It's like life. All right. Next up for you. Um, 1973's slaughters, big ripoff. Uh, this was directed by Gordon Douglas. 
uh, who wrote that motherfucker? Uh, Charles Johnson, whoever that is. Anyway, um, and it stars Jim Brown. Now, this this is funny because this is a Jim Brown. This is the sequel to Slaughter. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jim Brown um, stars in it. But it's like a cast of uh, people that used to be on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Like Ed McMahon is <laughs> one of the main villains. He's the boss guy villain. And um, I feel like I've seen that. I, I know I've seen the first one. Um, the fucking what's his name? Uh, well, like I said before, Don Stroud was in Bloody Mama. Well, Don Stroud is in this too, and he also does. Uh, what was the? Oh, the movie we watched with him and Robert Conrad, where they did karate. Oh, the Filipino movie. This motherfucker. It's like he. I would not be surprised if it wasn't the same. It's like the exact same character. He played the hitman bad guy in the Robert Conrad one. He plays the hitman bad guy that does karate, bad karate in this one too. Nice. So it's it's pretty good. It's it's very violent. Jim Brown. I'm he he's um again like I said I think on the last episode when I was talking about uh, the hell was his name in that one? Gun. His the movie's <laughs> name was just Gun, yeah. and his name was just. Gun, gun. with two well, ends? in this one, yes with two ends yeah, in yeah. this one his name is slaughter and he doesn't he also does not have a last name his woman first name he's just a name yeah as i as i would said in the last episode he has his main squeeze his woman in this th- these movies kind of have a pattern yeah who he he cares about as much as he can because he's so macho <laughs> <laughs> but any woman that comes along that wants to fuck him, he oh he'll, does he'll oblige. Yeah. Oh it's yeah, his, it's his duty. It's his duty to please that booty. And and his woman, I don't think really cares because he's so virile. <laughs> and uh, they, there's a ton of like Don Stroud. You can tell he's a bad guy because he says the N word to like um, everybody <laughs> in this movie, including Jim Brown, like. Uh, a, a, a lot it seems and it's it's sort of uncomfortable so uh, which would you prefer slaughter or shaft well here's the deal when i went through my black exploitation thing uh the past a uh, couple of weeks i rented uh shaft mm-hmm. shaft's big score shaft in africa gun and slaughter and there was another Jim Brown when I watched oh, the slaughter, the second slaughter movie that you just mentioned. Yeah, but slaughter did not fucking download right for my uh, two, so I I actually watched the sequel to slaughter. The only thing, and I've seen slaughter before. The only thing I remember about it is is that he fucks, um, Stella Stevens, and all the people, all the racist people in my family when it came out. Uh, <laughs> hated it and they fucking were like that makes me sick i mean they literally would i just remember all those old you know that makes me sick what the what the hell you know but those were the same people in my family that would go to the mall and sit on a bench and then come home and and every single time say you know what i saw there was this good looking girl and she was walking out there and she was with this big Mm, yeah, blah blah blah, and it would just make a mad. But it was like that was like going to a carnival or something for them. 
just to go and look, just to go look for interracial relationships, hoping that they would see an interracial relationship <laughs> so they could talk about it and say how much it made him ill. And I'm saying, I'm just, I'm speaking oh my truth, God. people. That's the way it is, and you know, this part of the country. Here too. Well, I, I, I don't. Well, there's. Well, I guess it's making a big comeback, considering that. Uh, <laughs> what we have in the white house anyway go ahead that, that was, <laughs> I, I, I like that I, uh, um, jim brown is pretty cool he's always super cool but not in a i mean uh, just a, 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 a uber confident cool not like he doesn't have to tell you yeah that he's a badass or whatever he's just cool and a badass. I like it. I think I prefer because I'm not a fan of the first. Like the first Shaft movie was okay. Like I've never been a big fan of it. I always thought it was a little boring for some reason. Well, I, I'll tell you, uh, Shaft's big score and Shaft in Africa, I thought were great. Maybe I need to watch those. Maybe they're more. I think maybe Shaft was going for too much. Like it was trying to be too much of a serious movie, and I wanted. Well, the the other two have a lot a lot more violence and a lot yeah. more action violence. Uh, let's see. And I don't, I don't know how to pronounce this one. Um, who, what's that? Avatar. Yeah. Avatar. I've still never seen that. Oh, what? Never seen Avatar. You should. Oh, God damn it. Something just popped in my back. Uh-oh. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> no. coup, coup, coup de Tor, Torchon. It's a French movie from 1981. Directed by somebody I've never heard of. Bertrand Tavernier. Um, this is a, 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 a the movie version and a kind of almost a retelling of this Jim Thompson novel called Pop 1280. Is that the number? 1280. Yeah. Now, Pop 1280 is, I don't know when it takes place. Um must be early 1900s people mostly still do ride horses and stuff wherever it is and it's it's kind of like killer inside me um about this sheriff who seems like uh an idiot he's real quiet lazy but he's a fucking like psychopath and kills people (laughs) um so this movie, it's the only time this it's been made into a movie. And this one, it takes place somewhere in Africa. And it's a, it's a French colony. Mm-hmm. And this guy, um, what is his name? Lucien. He's kind of chubby and looks like, like his wife lives with who he tells everybody is her. Well, his wife and him live there, live, live together. But he sleeps in a separate room. And his, her, what she says is her brother who must be just guy, this guy she fucks, stays there too. And so the, he has her at home. He has this other woman that he doesn't really like that he just bangs that lives out in the middle of nowhere. And then he... <laughs> <laughs> and But like, he, he always finds ways. So he gets advice from people on how to take care of these two pimps that pick on him all the time. So he can turn it around to make it look like when he finally takes care of it, that it was their fault. Um, it's, it's, I didn't like it as much as the book. Um, but this guy, it's like, and I think it's because in the book, you get a lot of this guy's internal monologue. He kind of seems like a hayseed, but 
you can't ever tell really how like if he's being evil or dumb or both. Like it's weird. It's a really good book. It's pretty. The brother short. or the sheriff. The sheriff. The brother is just 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 there, and like he tells everybody. Like he, I don't. It's it's hard to tell if he knows what's going on or if he even well, cares. He doesn't sort of how the guy was in Killer Inside Me. He would say those like little uh, Will Rogers kind of sayings. Yeah. It's that it's itself look like a kind of a buffoon. It's that kind of it's that kind of uh, like we do on the show exactly. Um, But this is a movie. It's it's it was on Criterion DVD, and it's one of those ones that's like been out of print. So people are charging like a hundred bucks for the DVD. So if you can find a smoky way to watch it, I I, um, I'd, I'd recommend it. That's weird that they, uh, I mean, like made a French version instead of an American. Yeah, and it was in the 80s too. So I didn't really recognize anybody. Uh, Philippe Noiret is the main guy. And Coupe de Tourchon. He was in Cinema Paradiso, which I haven't ever seen. He's been in a lot of shit, man. That guy acted all the way from the 40s up until... 2007. I don't know. Yeah, he died in 76. So, or in 2006, he was 76. But uh, no, it's 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 all right. It, it wasn't. I mean, it's a solid one. Um, I kind of hope for a little bit more because I really like the book. The book's a quick read, so I definitely recommend that. Um, but the movie's pretty good too. So, anyway, hey. that's it. Can you dig it? Oh, where am I at? Uh, I watched this morn. Uh, now, um, all of these, Bloody Mama, uh, Slaughter's Big Score, Slaughter's Big Score, is that what it was called? I think that's Sla- what you said. Or I'm thinking Shaft's Big Score. Sha- oh. Slaughter's Big Ripoff. Big Ripoff. And this one are all on YouTube for free, and this is 1974's Willie Dynamite. Um, <laughs> I saw that one recently. Yeah, you know what? I uh, some some guy has a YouTube um, uh, page, and he has a lot of black exploitation movies on there, you know, for free, which is great. And I had never seen this, and you know, just looking at the at the uh, cover art and everything, I kind of, you know, thought I knew what it was going to be, and it had a, it was a it had a lot more depth to it than what yeah. I thought. It wasn't really just straightforward. First of all, I thought it was going to be this guy's a pimp, and they're gonna—he's going to be, but he's going to be a hero because the cops are and the white people are all assholes, <laughs> and you know. But then I, as I started watching, I was like, man, you know, fucking people that are pimps are fucking pieces of shit. <laughs> well, they actually kind of, you know, there there was a lot of, um, I don't know. Just when I would think that this guy is a total piece of shit and some of the stuff that he did, well, then they would kind of give a little thing where you were kind of like, okay, well, he's not super bad, but but he was a piece of shit. I mean, just by nature of his business. He had a a code. Yeah, he had a code. He had had some fucking uh, uh, some clothes, that's for sure. (laughs) Uh, It's like skinheads that you know, when they would all shave their heads and wear the suspenders and yep. the, the, the Doc Martens with their pants rolled up and uh, you'd look right at him and say, that guy's a white supremacist fucking skinhead piece of shit. And they started thinking, you know, this is kind of stupid because if it's like the hell's angels, if we don't dress like this, if we just drive around in cars and stuff, the cops won't 
be able to pick us out just by going, hey, that guy's a hell's angel or that guy's a, a skinhead. He was, uh, he was, he was, that guy, uh, Willie is Gordon on Sesame Street. Oh, yeah, yeah, I never even realized that until you just said that. But that's so fucked up. He played something. So I just looked up his IMDb. He played a character on Sesame Street, it looks like, called Trash Gordon. Which <laughs> Trash Gordon? Um, oh, man, I wonder what that skit was. Well, he um, he wears these clothes that, I mean, if you just saw this guy, you'd be like, pimp. See another guy, pimp. That's a pimp. That's a pimp. That's a pimp. So you, it makes you kind of wonder, you know, why you wouldn't try and, you know, tone it down a little bit. Um, but... It wasn't just straightforward like that, and I like I really liked it. Now there were like some of the some of the other pimps. It reminded me of the Dave Chappelle skits where he would they would have like the pimp convention. Yeah, yeah. Like, Don't they oh. have one of those in this like a big meeting? Yeah, yeah, they do. And the one the one guy he's a pimp, but he's like a real coward. Uh, <laughs> like when <laughs> when uh, Willie Dynamite's going after, he's like, "No, Willie, no, Willie, no, Willie, no, Willie." Like, Jesus Christ, have some fucking pride in your and you're a pimp. Have some pride, motherfucker. <laughs> they had the pimp but convention in Doctor Detroit too. They are, oh, that movie sucks so bad. Um, they, 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 um, I, the, you have Willie and his business mm-hmm. and his ladies. And it was just, like I said, it was kind of, I liked that it wasn't like a, one of these deals where he's the pimp and he's the main man. He kicks everybody's ass and all his women love him because they just love being prostitutes. You know, <laughs> it was different than that. It was, it showed like the shitty side of, of that. And, um, and he, j- even though he was the main guy, he was a piece of shit. There was one scene that, that just made gross me out because this young girl wanted to leave she wanted to get out of it. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, I can't do it anymore. She's having like a nervous breakdown. And he was like, I'm your daddy. I'll take care of you and everything. And, and she's resisting, but then he, she finally is like, Oh, so, you know, and he just is looking over her shoulder and just has this look like, like this, <laughs> like I just manipulated you back into the, <laughs> into the, my business and just shit like that. But it was really good. This is one uh, one of the better, um, more thoughtful, I think, black exploitation yeah. that I've seen. And like I said, it's on YouTube for free. So if you haven't seen Willie Dynamite, check it out. All right. Um, can you dig it? Can you dig it? Uh, let's see. Now, sometimes I, I like um, not having to think too much about what I watch. Thankfully, thankfully uh, Rolf puts his reviews on from Letterboxd on our group, so I get I get recommendations a lot of what to see, uh, including uh, one I watched yesterday called The Pledge from 2001. Um, this is uh, Sean Penn directed, Jack Nicholson oh, yeah. starring. Uh, I, guess it's a th- I guess it's a thriller. Um, it's about a retired cop who his last his last um i guess job is this little girl that's been um murdered mutilated and uh, patricia clarkson is the mom and she kind of she begs him like please find who it is and they it seems like maybe 
and I don't know if that question's ever answered, but it seems like maybe they find the the killer pretty early on. But Jim, um, Jim, uh, what's his name in the movie? Jerry Black. Jerry, is that his name? Black. Jerry Black. Okay. Um, Jerry's not convinced. He thinks it was too easy that the 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 Aaron Eckhart um, kind of coerced this, uh, I guess, confession out of the guy. So he he you know he starts he really dives head on into figuring out a pattern. He finds the you know related cases that had been unsolved and um, ends up. I mean, he goes to the plate like trying to find the you know pattern to where they happen and all this stuff and um, kind of falls into falls down the rabbit hole. He does, and it takes a little twist that I didn't. I you kind of see coming, but. But it was kind of it was well done in that it's still kind of up in the air. Like, was he on to something or not? And it's 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 interesting. Um, yeah, I I, I kind of was left with, okay, he for good reason because he's like a noble knight uh, looking into this horrible thing and yeah. this horrible uh, uh, thing of kids disappearing and stuff. But also, he retired, and is it kind of like um, something to sink his teeth into? Mm-hmm. And he it almost becomes like an obsession yep. thing, you know that that he he could easily, even if they like you said they even if they they find the guy, um, it's almost like with these fuckers that that um, with the JFK assassination or something like that, no answer is going to be good enough, and they're just going to keep going and going and going, and so it's, it almost becomes like a, a, a like a psychosis or something. You know, is just, he fucked up or is he? This happened right in between. This movie was right in between as good as it gets and about Schmidt, mm-hmm. and um, this is more of a. Uh, an about Schmidt type performance from without from, Kathy Bates naked. Without Kathy Bates naked, uh, it's got, also you get. Um, go ahead. No, go ahead. I don't want to walk on you. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say just uh, uh, you have Sam Shepard in this who passed away. Oh yeah. What like last week? Yeah, I think big, it was last week. Yeah. Big shitty day where uh, Jean Moreau and Sam Shepard. Was there somebody else? I think that was it for that day. And it was weird, just like with this one. Um, well, when did you... You just watched this recently. I watched it yesterday, yeah. I watched a movie um, just like the th- next day, and I'm watching it, and I was like, oh, fuck, Sam Shepard's in this. Hell, you know, and he had just passed away, and I thought, yeah. wow, you know, it's just a weird coincidence. So it just makes me think that, you know, there's something going on. And Robin Wright Penn with her broken tooth in this movie. I like her broken tooth. And um, you mentioned it, and the Mickey Rourke scene. Mickey Rourke has a very small little appearance in it, but man, he like I wonder how much he like psyched himself up and got into character for. Honest this. to God, just like, that, and, and it was just a short scene, like thirty I seconds. Thought, he talked like it's about you it. You can't fucking get. Uh, he should have been nominated for a supporting <laughs> best supporting actor just for that small little scene. It was so powerful. The first yeah. time I saw this, I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. You talk about hitting it out of the fucking ballpark. He was good. He was good. It was, uh, it, but it's a, it was a solid little movie. I liked it. Um, 
uh, Rolf was saying that was Jack Nicholson's best performance. I don't, I don't know. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I mean, it was, it, he, he was very good. So anyway, that's it. That's all I got. Okay. My next one. I like that one too. I, I need to revisit that one. I haven't seen it in a long time. I remember, um, that one and, um, Indian runner, which, uh, Sean Penn did with, uh, was it David Morris and, uh, Vigo. That, and did, that, that, uh, that Sean Penn's a, he's an all right director there. He, he's pretty good. That's some nice, there's some nice shots in this. Uh, uh, I don't know. It, 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 I think they benefited too from the area they were in. This in the mountains in Nevada, kind of help with the cinematography at times. But well, and that's another thing. I think Sean Penn. Maybe it's just bec- because of his gravitas and him knowing some of these people and being able to get them. I mean, these are pretty low budget movies. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, getting Jack Nicholson. Come on, give me a fucking break. <laughs> and uh, Crossing Guard was another one that he did with Jack Nicholson in the lead that was like a low budget uh, one. I think uh, David Morse was in that too. Or was, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to think. Okay, so anyway, the next one I watched comes on the recommendation of the cinemasochist, Justin Oberholzer. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's 1990s, The Ambulance, and this is a Larry Cohen written and directed uh, movie. I love those Cohen brothers. Uh, horror. <laughs> horror. Uh, stars Eric Roberts, James Earl Jones, and a couple of hot chicks. It's got that... Janine Turner, isn't she? Didn't you say she was a Scientologist or something? Janine Turner, or is she a real like right wing religious nut? I don't know. She's something because I always wanted to bang her, and somebody told me that she was kind of a piece of shit. Janine Turner is. She's written a book called "On Hollywood, God, Sobriety, and Politics." Activism. She's a libertarian. Wah, She's, wah. Uh, That's even worse. <laughs> Debated as a Democrat on the O'Reilly factor. Hmm. I don't know what she is. Uh, uh, let's see. What's it say? She spoke at the 2012 Republican National Convention. Hmm. Seems like she's all over the place. <laughs> anyway, I just think she's kind of, I always thought she was kind of hot. She's like a good looking lady. Yeah. And um, so anyway, uh, Justin said that he watched this. And so I thought, you know what? Hey, I'm going to look this up. Because anytime somebody says they see something and they kind of like it, I immediately go to YouTube and see if it's for free. And it is. <laughs> I had never heard of this. Um, I like Eric Roberts. I like James Earl Jones because he is Darth Vader. Uh, <laughs> That's the only reason. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, this also has uh, Lorene Landon, who played uh, Mike Hammer's secretary in I, the Jury, with Armand Asante. And it's it's kind of a fun movie. It's um, sort of a twisted, uh, weird, I wouldn't say serial killer, but kind of like a mad doctor kind of a thing. Or these people are getting kidnapped and and uh, this guy's like experimenting on him. And the guy that's experimenting on him is Eric Braden, who played Victor Newman on The Young and the Restless, which is pretty cool. <laughs> um, Red Buttons is in this, who's usually very annoying. He's still annoying in this, but he's okay because it's a, kind of a lighthearted, even though it's kind of violent and it's done in sort of like a uh, Beverly Hills cop kind of a, uh, a feel. 
um, where it's it's violent, but it's also humorous and funny. Yeah, you were saying Stan Lee's in it a lot, right? Stan Lee plays Stan Lee in it. Uh, he plays a Marvel Comics editor because <laughs> Eric Roberts is an artist for Marvel Comics in this, which that got my attention because I'm like, oh, cool, you know. Um, what the fuck was I even talking about? <laughs> um, no, but I, I, I thought this was pretty good. I'm, I, I'm with Justin. I mean, it's entertaining. It's not like the greatest fucking movie in the world. It's one of those ones that I'm, but like I said, I, I, I had never even heard of it. I don't even ever remember back in like the nineties seeing a preview or anything for this. Um, I guess Larry Cohen wanted to get John Travolta to play, um, the, the, the lead and for some reason that didn't happen. So he went to Eric Roberts, who I'm trying to think when was Runaway Train about this time? It was a little bit early. I think Runaway Train was probably like 87, 88. So, yeah. yeah. So Eric Roberts hadn't totally destroyed his career yet. Um, his, <laughs> his his face is a little bit beat up from uh, like boxing and karate and and uh, probably drinking and having car wrecks and shit like that. <laughs> but he's got a nice mullet. His hair, you know, I'm trying to think who it was. Catherine Deneuve. I'd always said how thick her hair was, and you just kind of wanted to run your fingers through it. I'm, I'm not, like, gay. I mean, not that there would be anything wrong with that, but Eric Roberts' hair, he has a mullet, and his hair looks really thick, and it just looks like you just kind of want to put your fingers on both sides God. and just go through. Air. I'm looking at Eric Roberts IMDb. I cannot believe how much stuff he is in every year. Well, like he's, he's literally he, He's a working motherfucker. <laughs> oh my like 2017, I literally had to scroll, had to like push up on the mouse to go scroll through it like three times. But I, I do agree with Justin that it, it sort of it sort of starts to trail off toward the end, but if you haven't seen it, it's worth watching. It's got the it's got that uh sort of still kind of has that 80s feel about it the 80s kind of comedy action thing like i said like 48 hours or beverly hills cop or something like that he has 2017 one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen eighteen nineteen things in post-production Others that are completed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Making that money. Making that scratch. Maybe you want to get into acting. Yeah. <laughs> You're as good as Eric Roberts. You have you have fucking nice hair. <laughs> I'm starting to get a little gray on the top, too. Uh, that's the way it goes. Yeah. I don't you mind. Do it. I'm all right with the gray. Yeah. It gives you character. It makes my beard look like shit, but it looks kind of neat in my hair. I got this, like stripe right in the middle. I had to um, I had to take my clippers and trim my goatee and everything down a lot because it's getting it's got so much gray and then even the dark is not like brown or black it's it's that real faded out gray yeah. <laughs> and then the other part's white and I just started thinking man this it does I like it but it makes me look really old yeah. so fuck it. Yeah, my beard has a lot more gray. My I've had gray in my beard since my twenties. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm uh, not going gentle into that good night. Just like Eric Roberts, I'm gonna <laughs> just blaze. Uh, uh, okay, let's see. Uh, uh, I watched a new movie. I, I've been um, I've been I've been on a little streak here of not rewatching. I've been not watching new stuff. That's good. Uh, or uh, stuff that new to me. 
Um, I watched the Belco experiment from 2017. Um, the Belco experiment. Who directed this? Greg McLean. Let me see what Greg McLean has done. So, oh, he's done a bunch of crap. Um, <laughs> let's crap see. or a bunch of uh, just a lot of movies? No, just crap. Uh, he did. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I haven't seen Wolf Creek. I heard that was okay. I've been I've been in the mood to watch some serial killer movies for some reason. But he did the Wolf <laughs> Creek, which I think. Well, because like, I watched I watched Dahmer. I'll talk about that. But, um, and I'll talk about what got me in the mood to watch these. But anyway, the Belko experiment is, and I said it, and it might be a spoiler. So close your ears, I guess. Maybe if if you think, but it's kind of a cross between. And I, I go into movies cold, so almost anything for me can be a spoiler. So maybe this is, but it's kind of the the the, the feel of the movie. It's kind of a cross between Cabin in the Woods and um, uh, oh fuck Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. And it, well, let's see. I can read the synopsis. In a twisted social experiment, eighty Americans are, are locked in their high-rise corporate office in Bogota, Colombia and ordered by an unknown voice coming from the company's intercom system to participate in a deadly game of kill or be killed. Um, it's got one guy that I definitely, it was got this John McGinley who always plays, seems to play a bully and stuff. Um, Sean Gump, I'm trying to see who else was in this. I didn't recognize a lot of people. Tony, Tony Goldwyn. I don't know why I recognized him. I'm a, I feel like I've seen him in something recently. But anyway, it's like this building, as the movie starts, like all this, these sh- metal shutters closed. People can't get out. And this voice comes and said, you know, the... the uh, what was that? Michael Rooker's in this too. Um, i Oh. And it's like, if 30 people aren't dead in the next two hours, then 60 of you will die or something like that. And they need proof of that or whatever, and somebody's head explodes. Basically, they've got this. The, everybody from out of the country that has that worked there has been implanted with this chip, and the chip has an explosive in it that they, it's controlled remotely. And um, they, it looks like they got they get shot. Their head just like pops. It's pretty gory. <laughs> so the whole movie is then is like this voice is like. You know, hey, don't do that. We're, you know, they're watching. They got all these cameras and everything, and these people are. Um, you got the 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 camps of people. You got like the alphas who are like, oh, we got to take control, and this this person's gonna die, and this person's gonna die, and then you have the other people that are, no, nobody's gotta die, and then you have the the stoner guys like, don't drink the water. You know, <laughs> uh, it's 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 nothing. I and I said this on the group. It's nothing. I I feel like I've I've not seen. Like it didn't feel unique. But I was entertained. It's not a long movie, um, but it's. It, I mean, it's not bad. If it's it's a little actiony romp thing, it takes place takes place all in one building for the most part. Um, yeah, it was all right. Uh, it, I'd rather watch Battle Royale, but it's the same kind of idea, where uh, you know you have unwilling people in this group that are forced to kill each other if they're gonna keep themselves alive. So, but it's all right. Hmm. I saw the trailer for it. I thought I thought it uh, when I saw that I was like maybe I'll. I think I'll you know what that. you know what made me watch this. You had pu- had commented on something about a company that was putting microchips in people's. Yeah, hand. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's yeah. what made me watch this because I saw that you posted that and I was like, oh shit, I it's forgot. Mark of the Beast. It's Mark of the Beast. Yeah. Jared Kushner. Anyway, um, I watched uh, 2011's Le Lyonnais or AKA A Gang Story. And uh, this is on Netflix Instant. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it, didn't know anything about it. Um, I decided to actually watch a movie with subtitles and put my iPad down because then if if a movie has subtitles, you almost have to pay attention. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I, I avoid them because I want to fucking like play a game on my, on my Switch. Or, yes. yeah. <laughs> it was weird because I was like, well, fuck, at least, you know, I'm actually, you know, in this movie. But I, I still found myself I would uh pause every like half hour or something. <laughs> oh, what is that? I need to I need to when I watch a foreign movie, I think I just need to move my phone and my iPad out of the room. But I but I, I it wasn't even as I don't know, because like at least when you go to a the theater, you are fucking your captive, captive audience, yes. And you're gonna sit there and you know <laughs> but it's still an attention span thing because I watched a, a good movie at the theater and I still was kind of looking at my watch. <laughs> Instead of, you know, I mean, just like every it's like when you're getting ready to go home at work and and you you look at your watch and you have a half an hour to go and then you think, OK, 20 minutes have went by and you look at your watch again and it's only been like two minutes. Um, <laughs> That's my every day now. I'm like, oh, my God, see, it's only four o'clock. Can I go to bed? Summary on this mother freaker. Oh, that's real long. Um, basically, this it's a French movie and it kind of goes back and forth in time. You start out of course in the present and then, uh, this guy who's the main character, Gerard Lavigne, uh, he, um, is something happens and he's thinking back, something happens with an old friend Mm -hmm. and then he, uh, thinks back and you have flashbacks of when they were young and they got involved in, in, uh, uh, just how they step by step kind of got involved in crime and then it just escalated and escalated and escalated. And now they're like old men. Uh, well, <laughs> probably about like my age cause he has the same goatee. Um, but, um, it's really good. I was surprised, um, because sometimes on that Netflix, <laughs> yeah, I'm a hit and miss. I and feel like they've com- taken off a lot of good movies. Like they just put, yeah. a, they put, they've got a, a big focus on television and, and Netflix originals and there's Netflix and originals and not very good. And then They're the fucking sad. movies they leave on there are just fucking like, what was that Dolph Lundgren movie we reviewed? <laughs> just a bunch of Cuba Gooding. The one with the monster. No, oh, the, it was, uh, Scott Adkins. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of that kind of stuff on there Legend. now. Was it called Legend or Legendary? Legendary. I don't remember. Legendary. Anyway. Uh, but this one's really good. This is a big guy. Uh, it's written and directed by Olivier Marchal. And um, I would – okay, there was that one. Um, it was called The Connection that was basically about the, the French Connection guys in um, in Sicily and all this stuff. It was pretty. This was way. This to me was way better than that. I really thought this was good. This one, um, I thought it was excellent. I I don't. I don't think I would give it a ten. But um, (laughs) let me think. 
high eights definitely like 8.75 and um it's like i said it's uh on netflix if it's called a gang story which is kind of a you know the name of that is not that exciting but le leones there's some good there's some good uh the 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 french kind of gangy actiony crimey movies are usually pretty good they do a good job with the the good solid stuff i dug it yeah (laughs) um well I, i mentioned that i watched Dahmer. Uh, the Jeremy Renner, and I can talk about that and Frailty at the same time. So Frailty is one I'd never seen, and this is what got me in the mood to watch serial killer stuff. I like Frailty. Uh, yeah, Frailty is directed by Paxton, stars Paxton, um, and uh, Matthew McConaughey and Powers Booth. Um, I thought this was really good. Um, I never knew exactly what it was. I, I you know, I kind of knew it was a killer but like not i i stay ignorant like i said a thousand times i stay ignorant of movies until i see them for the most part i try to anyway um this is kind of matthew mcconaughey comes into powers booth plays a um i guess he's a i don't know if he's fbi or sbi or something but uh, he plays an investigator on a case and Matthew McConaughey comes in and says, I know who the killer is you're looking for. You're the guy that's on this case, right? So most of the movie is then told in flashback of him in his childhood and how his dad kind of like lost his shit and uh, started decide, you know, saying, you know, these angels are telling me I've got to find these people. And he would just open the phone book and start making lists of people that he would need <sighs> to go and murder. Can you imagine that? Uh, and these poor kids, man, this movie, like, I mean, it's it was tense. It's not very long, uh, so it's a nice little pacey, uh, pacey movie. It's not super gory, which I was kind of, I kind of thought it was going to go that way, um, with the hatchet, with the with the axe and everything. What did the what did the axe say on it? Oh, I don't. I haven't seen it in a long time. I don't remember. Otis or something like that. It had somebody's name on it. Yeah, I think it did say Otis, which um, is weird. Yeah. Uh, fucking creep in it and uh, it was good but that got me in the mood to watch the serial killer stuff and I'd like to find some more um, that aren't just terrible but I watched Dahmer with Jeremy Renner which was not great Um, well see right about the time that that Dahmer came out because I saw it when it first came out on VHS um, because I think Siskel and Ebert reviewed it uh, they started making all these straight to VHS serial killer movies about famous serial killers. Like they yeah. had one son of Sam. There's a, uh, Gacy, there's a Gacy one. Gacy, um, Richard Speck. And everybody that was, you know, a famous serial killer, they, they made like these cheap, low budgety yeah. movies about some of them weren't very, a lot of them weren't very good. This one, Renner's really good in it. Um, he looks creepy. There's some nice, like tense scenes in it, but the movie it's, I don't know. There's something about it. Didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mainly most of the story takes place in his living room and like with like with one character essentially and there's occasional flashbacks of him younger. So this kind of has picked up in the middle of his spree, I guess. But I feel like didn't he live out in the woods or something and like in this movie he's in an apartment. Well, I think his his when he was a kid his family lived like near the or like right by the woods and everything and then he moved out and had that little apartment he was a weirdo he was kind of strange <laughs> a little bit but little um bit. but yeah i mean this is okay like i said I'm, i threw two in here because i watched these right back to back but and one was related to the other in my brain so 
Um, but frailty, high recommend Dahmer. Eh, I mean, see it if you if you want to see Jer- Jeremy Renner taking Polaroids with his shirt off. Um, but you know, it's eh, you can pass on it if otherwise. You can't. I mean, it's like these in modern day. Like you know, a friend invites you over to their apartment. You know, goddamn, you can't even just fucking go watch a fucking movie. Or I know. Something. I just want to go and have a beer and have some beers and not be drugged by this asshole. Well, the, gonna... There is um this the a series coming out on Netflix called Mind Hunters, and I had the book. I think it's based on, and it's about the when they first started coming up with these. Um, oh, what do you call it? Um, Oh, what is it when the the FBI and them they have the uh, the people that uh, try and profiler, yeah. Mm. And um, they went around interviewing like Ted Bundy and um, all these different serial Dahmer and all of them to get an idea of how they think and what they do and everything. So they're making a series about that. And I, and you know, it's going to be those guys going and talking to like Edmund Kemper and all that. And then I'm like you, it's weird that you're saying this because when I saw the trailer for that, I got on YouTube and started watching the interviews with, um, Dahmer, yeah. uh, Bundy, uh, that Edmund Kemper who was fucking just weird as hell. Cause he was like a giant. Um, and not just because he was a giant, you know, because Andre <laughs> was a giant, but he didn't fucking, you know, kidnap and or kill his mother and rape her, and cut her head off and all that shit. Anyway, so the next thing I watched, speaking of killing, I went to the theater, Ooh. yes, and uh, with a stiff upper lip, and I went and watched uh, 2017's Dunkirk. I watched that also. Written and directed by? Nolan. <laughs> yes. Christopher Nolan. And... Um, this has Tom Hardy in it and a whole bunch of other people. Yeah. And people hoping to go and, uh, either get an eyeful of handsome Hardy or, uh, or see him act. Sorry. He's covered with a mask. Well, I thought 80% of the movie actually a prequel to, uh, Bane. (laughs) You don't want to bomb those ships. I cannot tell what those pilots were saying most of the time. Yeah, there was a couple times I, I kind of got lost there. This is a fucking intense ass movie. Yeah. Uh, I had um, I have a book, an audio book, that somehow started playing on my iTunes while I was riding my motorcycle. <laughs> and you know, when you have a, a playlist or something, and you have a uh, well, I know I think I just hit shuffle, and. So you're listening to these two minute songs and then all of a sudden it starts this audio. Well, it doesn't stop until the damn thing's over. (laughs) And so I got to listen to this book about like Hitler. (laughs) And one of the things was it was the rise, like the rise of Hitler. And and the end of the book ends with um, his decision making during Dunkirk because he could have went in and just wiped, wiped them all out. But they said they could not figure out why they thought that maybe he wanted to um, keep a um, uh, a line to um, England and uh, and make like a a, a a treaty or some peace with them uh-huh. to to help him fight the Russians or something like that because he theoretically could have killed like that's uh, nothing. 
uh, there, you know, three or 400 people just sitting on a beach and they could have just went in and just massacred them and, and they didn't. Um, so I had just listened to that just out of the blue. And then like a week later, I'll go see this movie. So I was really familiar with what had happened. Um, I thought this was really well done. Yeah. Had about, I think like four different stories going on and they would go from one to the and they, next. And they weren't, again. which was really interesting in the way they did it. And I, I, it must be a, a Nolan thing now, but it wasn't right. in chronological order. Right. And, and it was weird because you were thinking at first, I thought it was in chronological order, but then something would happen and you were like, well, wait a minute, that already happened, but here comes Tom Hardy yeah, yeah, around yeah. again. So, which I liked that. I thought that was cool. Uh, one of the best parts, uh, one of the parts that I liked, uh, and uh, one of the characters or actors that I liked the most was the old man on the boat. Yeah, with the two young boys and, um, and silly and Murphy. And and I like how I like how his character. It was like Willie Dynamite, not that he was a pimp, <laughs> uh, but it if it would have been just by the book what you thought it was going to be. But it showed a different side because he was an older man and he, even from the word go when they rescued Cillian Murphy, um, the boys immediately were thinking one way, which was sort of an emotional way. And then, but the old man who had lived a long life and had seen war and stuff like that before kind of had a different view and I lo- I really like that. Um the like I said, I mean all of it together I really liked and I like how it was put together. I like how it was shot and everything. I thought it was a really good movie. Yeah. I I enjoyed it other than the fact that I got uh, uh probably more jump scares out of it than I did <laughs> watching a fucking horror movie because I'd just be sitting there and all of a sudden it's like ping, 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 and I was like Jesus yeah, you know, and like that part with the they, where they were stuck in the boat, I was so confused. I was like, "Where the hell are they?" And it took a second because, like we were saying, it's out of order. Right. It took a, it took some scenes going by to realize where they were stuck. Right. And then any kind any of the things with I mean, when you're talking about men on a ship and being below the water, and then the ship getting hit or whatever, any of those scenes where the, you know the water's coming pouring oh. in just like oh my god and 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 you you transport yourself to that time and if you were in that situation and everything and it's just like oh my god this is so awful and and just for those poor people and, and you know okay you uh, not being an apologist for anybody but i'm just saying uh young guys whether they're french english german russian uh, even, you know, Iranian, Afghani or whatever, uh, you have these young people that are being used by governments and they're going through this living hell. And again, it probably will never be the same. No. And, 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 you know, think about like us, you know, we're sitting here thinking, oh, I'm laying on the couch, fucking playing, <laughs> playing on my iPad, watching a fucking movie, eating Doritos. But uh, Kenneth Ooh, Branagh Doritos was good. also good. Yeah, I know. And just think if they had had Doritos in that one ship. Um, <laughs> and, and, and then the guy when, when uh, uh, and, and just also thinking about 
what you would do to survive, what you would do to, because when it comes down to life or life and death. Oh, I'm death, a coward. I'd fucking be running somewhere. I would try and sneak on, you know, a boat or something like that too, you know, yeah. or bury myself in the sand with a straw in my mouth or something. <laughs> I don't know. But one thing, this is just like a off, not off the topic, but just a silly little thing. When the guy, they're all, you know, hungry and, and, uh, wet and tired and everything. And the one guy gets on the boat and he just goes and gets this big chunk of, uh, homemade bread that they cut and, and has like jam on top of it. I was yeah. like, man, that looks so good. I wish I, had, <laughs> I wish I had to eat right now. <laughs> um, I've seen complaints of that movie and, and most of it are, uh, leaving out certain groups of people that were also, um, washing the first one. Yeah. The first one I saw was the French saying the French had a much bigger role than what they're portrayed in the movie. I've seen one that said, I don't remember where I saw this article, but it was somebody complaining that the movie had, it was not enough women in it. I'm like what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it did have some women in it. Well, yeah, I the mean, nurses you know. on the boats, but I mean, and the other one was something about, um, Indian soldiers that fought alongside British. Well, it comes down to, okay, this is what Nolan was he was ta- talking about it from the from the British perspective, and you're always going to have that with historical movies because you only have a, so much time. He should have made mean, it six hours long and had female soldiers. If it would have if it would have been <laughs> uh, a mini series where he could have showed you know the nurses yeah. and the people behind the scenes and then the French soldiers and the Indian soldiers and the uh, African soldiers who were fighting on the side of the French and stuff like that. You only have a certain amount of time. The, the one thing that, that got me, and, and it's a subjective thing on, on what, you're, what you like and don't like. And I, I respect somebody saying, you know, I don't want to go see this. But um, <clears throat> I still think unless you've seen something, it's hard to judge what it is. So when yeah. I heard some people saying, you know, this, it's just war porn. And I didn't feel – when I think of war porn, I think more of a movie that is one like like a the Green Berets, Rambo two. Yeah, just you know one where it's, it's just, like the it's it's they're they're they can be propagandic or exploitative. Yeah. Like it's like or you're, you're badass, there to see, you know? yeah you're you're there to see people get shot or be, see the heroes and this was cartoon action. Yeah. yeah, this was nothing like that, and I think it 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 for me delved a lot more into the emotional and the psychological uh, thing side. And I mean, talk about like, you know, some of these guys, they're trying to keep a stiff upper lip. The one part where, where uh, those fucking dive bombers would just come, you know, they'd just be standing there and everything. And then you just hear that screeching sound. It sounds like a fucking dragon or something screeching out of the sky. And everybody's just like, Oh, you know, fuck. And, uh, you know, it, it really, I'm glad they make movies like this because I don't think it glorified war at all in any way. And the world we're living in now where it seems like, you know, every day it's like, God, are we getting closer to some major thing? Another conflict? Eh, whatever. I'll run away. I'll hide in my basement. (laughs) I'm too old now for that. I'm, I'm I'm not, I'm not malleable enough. I can't fucking hardly get up off the couch. My knees fucking hurt. Oh no! Wah, cry um, me your. Let's. 
Let me find. Let me find a good one to talk about. Um, million. Yeah, dollar, find a good. One million dollar arm was okay. <laughs> I did go. I did go to see Valerian. What's Val- million dollar arm? Val- um, million dollar arm is. Uh, it it like was Carol? based on a true story. Um, it was a, a reality TV show put on by this sports agent in India to get um, uh, to recruit new pitchers because oh okay yeah um, it, it, it was it was long John Ham plays the plays the agent and I forgot the agent's name I don't know how much of this was made because how much of this was Disneyfied it didn't seem like it has Disney's name on it but. I mean, there's drinking and allusions to sex in it and stuff like that. It's it's largely clean. It's like PG, um, but it was it was probably too long. Um, but I, I I enjoyed it. It was uh, I'm trying to think of who was. I don't know the guys, and I looked them up, and the the two pitchers that came out, neither one of them actually played cricket. The idea that the agent had was. Because uh, he had this guy that worked with him, uh, an Indian guy that loved cricket, and John mm-hmm. Hamm's character's like nobody likes cricket. What's wrong with you? Um, but he has an idea that he's like, hey, how fast are these? Because this guy's he's failing as an agent. His name's JB. I forgot his last name. JB something. Um, he he's fa- like he's lost all his clients. Um, there's one big client they're kind of banking on who go who decides to sign with somebody else. And he's needing another idea. And as the movie started, I'm like, "Am I like, am I supposed to be rooting for this jerk off like a sports <laughs> agent who, you know, I mean, he's out there just for just for making money?" Like, um, but it turns it around somewhat. Uh, Paxton's in this too. He plays uh, the coach of USC's baseball team, who has these uh, Tom House he has these kind of unique ways of training people. So the agent kind of goes to him and says, "Hey, if I go get these guys." Um, he's, you know, well, first he asked his friend, uh, how fast do they pitch in cricket? He's like, well, it's called bowling. I could throw this fast. So it was an idea to go to India and try to go out in the sticks and find somebody that can, uh, a, a cricket bowler that can throw a hundred miles an hour or whatever. And they set up this contest, but he said, he goes to Paxton first and he's like, Hey, if I go get, and, he, and Paxton's like, well, there's no way it can be done. The mechanics are totally different. And he's like, well, he's like, but I, I would need time. Blah blah. They kind of bounce it in, don't they? Yeah, they, they, well, they throw it at the ground and it hits the ground yeah. first. But um, the two guys that they, the two guys that they find, this reality thing they do where they kind of they tour around and they have this little setup and people just come in and throw the ball and it's part of a disaster at first and there's the whole like fitting into India thing which was kind of entertaining and um, but there's guys that are out there throwing it like forty miles an hour and can't hit the target and all this stuff, but the two guys that they find hate cricket. <laughs> and, uh, uh, one of them like throws javelin at a, some kind of Academy. And the other one, he's a truck driver, but I don't remember his background as far as athletics go, but, um, I don't remember their last name, Rinku and Dinesh. Both of them actually got signed by the Pittsburgh pirates. Yay! Um, but neither one of them, <laughs> neither one of them made it. One of them went back to India. um, this is a spoiler, I guess, for the movie. Uh, they don't really go into it in the movie. It's, it's like, that's, this is not what the movie's about. But one of them went back to India after, I think he had Tommy John's and then left. And, and got I, killed at Dunkirk. <laughs> and then he, <laughs> but he runs a, like a kind of a baseball academy and does something with the, I think they still do the million dollar arm competition there. 
and um, where the winner gets a hundred thousand dollars, and then if they get signed by a baseball team, they win a million. I forgot the I forgot the exact money. Well, to be honest with you, if you're a pirate fan and you have seen their record over the past couple of years, <laughs> uh, it's a spoiler. Well, the the other guy still plays in their minor league system. Oh, I think with the Pirates, um, he's never really done much, but it's 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 an all right story. Um, John Hamm, I, I like him. Alan Arkin's really funny in it. He's he plays a, I don't know if he's a scout or what, but he kind of like they're there doing the competition, and John Hamm's like he's always sleeping. John Hamm's like, what do you you know? How do you how do you know if you, he's like? Oh, I I I could tell by the sound and like I somebody, can tell. Yeah, somebody finally hits the glove. He's like, that sounded like eighty three. <laughs> Um, is Mad Men over? Mad Men is over. I was going to say, because I would like to see John Hamm fucking start making some good movies. You know, He was in Baby Driver. Did you go see that? No, I missed it. Um, if that, it's playing, it's not playing here. That was, it was, it was okay. Uh, it was pretty unique in the way they did the, um, the music in it. Uh, is it kind of like, uh, the Ryan Gosling movie, sort of? Uh. Except younger? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, kind of. He's not like Ryan Gosling. I saw the trailer, and that's sort of what I was. Yeah, like. it's he's the same kind of character, except um, he Ryan Gosling was f- kind of flew solo, and this guy is solo, but works only for Kevin Spacey's kind of. Kevin Spacey is a is a is bigger in the crime thing and puts together these teams, these heists, mm-hmm. and has this baby under his thumb making him do very like he's like you know and they go into why in the movie i won't i won't go into it but um but baby's kind of forced to do and that's his actual name his his mom called him that i think um but the the way they the way they do it with the the audio in the movie a lot of the action scenes are synced up with music (laughs) so like when guns fire it's the beat of the song uh, it, it, it was all right. There's some really good driving in it, uh, but like I said, John Hamm's in it and plays a real scumbag. Um, Is it like CGI, like Fast and the Furious no, stuff, or no. do they actually oh, drive? I, I, no, it, it looked like it looked real to me. I mean, it's uh, I mean, not real in that you could go out right now and do it in your in <laughs> on the. Highway. It wasn't like like I said, like Fast and Furious, like unbelievable shit. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, the cars all stay on the ground for the most part, or if they're in the air, it's they're going to come back down hard. So, <laughs> um, but the, I thought the soundtrack was good. Um, it was an entertaining movie. Uh, it's, it's worth seeing, but Dang it's not, it. it's not like driver. It doesn't have the same, that the same tone as driver Driver is a much darker movie than this. Um, this is, has serious things, but is more playful in how it presents everything. So it was fun. Yeah. Um, I ended up I talking watched, about Million Dollar Arm too much. <laughs> no, that's all right. Uh, I'm curious. Um, let's see. I, I, I'll just say this. I watched the first episode of The Client List because this uh, uh, group that I'm on was posting pictures of Jennifer Love Hewitt with her oh. big boobies <laughs> and dressed in uh, lingerie and stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck is this from? And they're like, oh, it's a show called The Client List. And she... Um, like gets a divorce and um, and uh, she doesn't have a job and has kids and stuff. So to pay her bills, she gets a, a job at a, like uh, doing massage, mm-hmm. you know, like real massage. But she finds out that the girls that make the most money are the ones that like 
get the happy ending or fuck the guys and stuff. So she basically becomes a prostitute. Uh, but it's like a lifetime show. Yeah. It's uh, it's goof. It's stupid because like when she decides that she's going to do this, all of a sudden, like all her clients look like male models. They're all real, <laughs> like hot guys with washboard abs that are young instead of big, hairy, gross guys that she has to gnaw on their fucking knob and shit. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's free on that, uh, Netflix, uh, free in demand or whatever. Yeah. And it's to watch. Uh, but the movie that I watched, which was a Netflix original, which was one of the ones that I've watched that is actually, I think it's a Netflix original. It's called uh, Message from the King from 2016. Hmm. And this is uh, directed by Fabrice Duels. And <laughs> it's written by Oliver Butcher and Stephen Cornwell. And uh, it stars Teresa Palmer, Luke Evans, Tom Felton, and uh, Chadwick Boseman. Who is Black Panther, I believe, isn't he? I think. I don't know. I don't recognize his name. I mean, it very well could be, but. Oh, you're you're a uh, you're a uh, DC guy. No, I watched yeah, the Marvel movies. I, I I went and saw Guardians two, and was that the only recent Marvel movie? I don't know about this Marvel, this from which you speak. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty good. Um, I'm trying to think what movie it reminded me of. Because um, when I was watching it, I was like, this reminds me of another movie as far as the, the basic concept. But um, a mysterious outsider named Jacob King from South Africa arrives in Los Angeles to avenge his younger sister's death. And um, I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. It, it, it um, He... <sighs> Oh, yeah, what it reminded me of was, uh, what was the one with uh, Peter Fonda and, god damn it, (laughs) Peter Fonda, it was one of the newer ones with Peter Fonda with, uh, oh my god, I'm drawing Easy Rider. No. Um, Um. Let me find it here. What was that movie that had um, Zod, General Zod in it? Uh, and he was like, Jude, uh, tell him I'm coming. Which which Zod? L- the Limey. I found it for you have to Zod. <laughs> uh, the Limey. Oh, which it, Zod? It, there's more than one Zod. What do you mean? There's uh, more than, Terrence Stamp. There's, a ter- there's the Terrence Stamp Zod and there's the Michael, what's his name, Zod? Rappaport. <laughs> Michael Rappaport. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> Um, just because he's on Howard Stern, they do like every year a fantasy football thing, and he goes on there and he's like a, a colossal shit talker, mm-hmm. which is funny for about five or ten minutes, and then <laughs> it gets really annoying. Um, like a sports, you know, trash talker guy. Yeah. But anyway, it, it really reminds me a lot of the Limey, which I really liked. So uh, this is one I recommend. A message from the king, and you can watch it for free on Netflix. So there's no excuse Speaking for missing. Of Hitler. <laughs> Speaking of Hitler, <laughs> I meant to bring this up, but when you after we talked about Dunkirk, have you have you been keeping up on Preacher? I haven't watched one episode of the new. Um, the se- the second season is totally different than the first season. It's What's it's up? so crazy. What channel is it on? AMC. AMC. Okay, because I've I I haven't watched it since last. 
season. So I'm I got caught to... up on it, and man, what a fucking show! But yeah, Hitler's in the new season. Wow. Um, Hitler. He uh, say what you want about Hitler. He puts asses in the seats. <laughs> uh, who is the? I wonder who the guy is that plays Hitler. Let me see. Preacher. Hmm. Preacher TV series. Yeah, the new season. I I I think the new season has completely veered off from the comics. Um, I wonder if if Hitler. I mean, like if Noah Hitler, Taylor plays Hitler. I was just I I even just thought of my own answer as I was going to say this, but like if Hitler invited you over to watch G one wrestling or Jeffrey Dahmer, which <laughs> one would you rather? I would take Hitler. Number one, he. I don't know if he, other than in the World War One, if he ever really killed anybody himself, but at least he would be, I think Jeffrey Dahmer would be really kind of like a boring nerd asshole. I mean, just like a fucking douche. Just don't take, accept any drinks from Dahmer if you decide to hang out with him. Yeah. I mean, Hitler wouldn't try and drill into your fucking head with a drill to make a sex slave out of it. Well, with me, he might, because I'm like a fucking piece of goddamn ass. <laughs> but yeah, the new season is, I, I love can... the way they, the way they do hell on, on preacher is so cool. And it takes a while to realize what it is. With, uh, have you read the comics? Uh, no. Okay. Well, the, there's this guy, the saint of killers that the angels hire to go get him. Um, well, I, I watched the, the first show. Which, okay, you know, so season. did they did they show where the I can't remember if if in the first season they showed the Saint of, of Killers story. I remember there were two guys that were kind. That, that well, that's the two angels. The Saint of Killers is the cowboy with the duster. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, they they kind of show his what hell is through him, and it's yeah, it, yeah. They showed his origins. Okay. With the, and the hangs and all that shit. Oh man! Yeah. But the way they do hell is really cool in this. So, uh, but anyway, I d- definitely get caught up on that. So. I will make a note. I have natural enemies and preacher. Preacher season two. Preacher. But yeah, I did go see Valerian. Um, uh, you talked about it. Now, what did you think of it? Because I didn't listen to the show. Well. I had heard some other people say this and I went in with an open mind because when I saw the trailer and everything, I liked um, fifth element and I liked Luke Basson. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, man, I want to, I want to fucking go see this. Well, then I had heard some people say that, you know, it was kind of, it wasn't that good and it, it was just okay. And, um, but when I had my day off and I uh, wanted to go to the movies, I thought, well, I, w- I want to go see this before it leaves the theater. Cause I think, with it being a, a visual spectacular, you know, you want to yeah. see it on the big screen. So I went to see it, and it, it definitely, you know, like it had that feeling from like Fifth Element, where you have all the different um, aliens and stuff like that, and the the costumes were just, you know, really crazy and everything. But and, and again, I like the the uh, the the girl that played um, the Enchantress or, or from Enchantress, Suicide yeah, yeah. Squad. Um, but I, even when I saw the trailer, I thought to myself, okay, these two are supposed to, they're like supposed to be love interest, but they look like brother and sister. They look all like twins. Almost. <laughs> I don't um, know if that, does this, does that Dane DeHaan guy always act like that? Cause he's not good. <laughs> right. Right. And I've seen him in a few, like I said, I, I, he played a guy, 
uh, when I was talking about the like we were talking about Jack Kerouac and that crowd of uh, beat poets and everything, uh-huh. there was this guy who was involved with that group that later became a famous editor for I think either Washington Post or New York Times or something like that. Uh, but he was involved in a killing, um, and uh, he ran around with Jack Kerouac and Ginsburg and all those guys, and. Um, he was involved in, a, in the killing of this guy and they kind of helped him cover it up for a moment. And then he ended up going to jail and everything, but he was in that. And then I have another movie where he plays James Dean. This, this young I writer see that. gets to go and interview and hang out with James Dean and becomes friends with him. And I thought if that was called legend or something like that, but, um, I, I think I'm going to, I think I, he has a look and I think he's getting, uh, I, I was saying he kind of reminds me of like Charlie Hunnam in uh, uh, the, the the Lost World of Z or Zed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie Hunnam, they keep giving him this push, but he doesn't get over as a leading man. And that's how I feel about this guy. He's doing like a Keanu Reeves impersonation in this movie. The whole, I felt yeah. like he's like, whoa, that kind of thing. Well, it's like he's trying to be, he's trying to kind of have a stoic hero kind of a the way he talks like well that's about the way it is or something like that but it does oh, sound shit. like i've seen quite i've seen a few things with him in it he was in the well, place was, beyond the pines he was in lawless yeah he was good in place beyond the pines even though i didn't like that second half that he was in as i don't much know as if i remember seeing i don't know if i saw the amazing spider-man too he played green goblin in that yeah, yeah. i don't know if i saw that one he was a creep um, but I, I think he has a look. I think he, he kind of has almost like a male, sort of one of those uh, Abercrombie and Fitch male model sort of looks, like the young guy that they homoerotically make him almost naked and he looks <laughs> like he's uh, underage or something. But um, I just looked up and Matt Damon is in the broadcast booth at the Red Sox game. Ooh, wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I wouldn't mind... Um, I would... Ha- I wouldn't mind checking out some of that comic. Yeah, yeah. The, that, I, I, I kind of wish I went into that first. Um, I did revisit um, Fifth Element. I hadn't seen that maybe since it was out on video. Um, and that still holds up. It's pretty ridiculous. And I can see it's like, who was it that posted the, a, a little review of this on our group? Um, but the guy, the guy kind of nailed it pretty well. The, the the reviewer, in that, this is kind of like uh, Basson doing a, a Fifth Element type story with a much bigger budget and, and less funny, le- less funny. I yeah, mean, Fifth yeah, Element yeah. had a lot more funny stuff in it. Yeah, this one, I don't think that the funny stuff really, or what they were going for with the with the uh, kind of uh, the banter between them, t- banter those between those two didn't click. And I'm yeah, I'm curious how the com- if the com- maybe the comic does that if the comic is like stilted like that, and if that's yeah. kind of what he was going for. Um, and then the the Rihanna thing, the the Rihanna part in it, um, it kind of reminded me like in Fifth Element when they had the uh, the opera singer, the diva, yeah. yeah, opera singer, which I thought was awesome. I mean, just that that's that song, I was like, holy shit, somebody is actually really singing this. But they put in the Rihanna thing because it's Rihanna and she put on, you know, she flashes back and forth with these sexy outfits and everything, which is nice to look at because she's the nice looking lady. But I thought it went kind of like he's just 
he's supposed to be doing all this shit and that the, the world like uh, <laughs> depends on it. But he sits in this chair and watches this. Uh, I know it, it, it takes so long for that thing. It's like too it's, long. You're going to need you're, you're going to need a such and such to get into this place. So there's this whole side story that starts where he's going to find a such and such because there just happens to be one right next door to the place. Right. Yeah. And then uh, I it took me a second to to realize who her like agent manager <laughs> Ethan was. Hawk was hilarious. Yeah. I was this. like, what the fuck is that? And I was like, oh, oh that's Ethan Hawk. Oh, that was funny. Um, but it, it's still I, I um, it was a spectacular looking movie. But it, it, but it was only just average. Yeah, it left me a little flat. I would watch it again. I don't know if it's a buy, but it's a, it's a, it's a worth seeing. There's some really inventive, imaginative stuff in it, like the, the whole the, virtual marketplace thing was really yeah, cool. Yeah, I like that. That box where you reach into like, that was really neat. And um, I was, I was surprised, you know, right off the, right off the bat, it, I was surprised when Rutger Hauer showed up. Just oh, yeah. for like a cameo, I was like, "Oh, cool, Rutger Hauer," you know. But, um, yeah, it was a neat idea, and I liked that they he showed the whole history. Oh, that was pretty funny. The whole the, the series of handshakes mm-hmm. that the show all the aliens coming into that base, and it, it kind of remind. And you haven't seen Avatar, but it kind no. of reminded me of a cross between Fifth Element and Avatar. Oh, but that not planet! As good as yeah, one of them. that planet with the blue people that harvested the pearls. Yeah, that yeah. was definitely that was sort of a, a, a lot like the Avatar uh, story. And I didn't look it up. I don't know if this was a, this was a story from one of the Valerian comics either. Well, he said. This, I mean, they said that he read that like all through when he was a kid. Well, I, I don't know if the movie was a, one of the one of the Valerian stories or was it unique to and, and just used the the characters. Do you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, th- I I would imagine because, like I said, that that comic went on forever and ever and ever, from what I read. And yeah. so I would think it was just kind of like a story that that had the feel and the characters yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. But so. uh, I, you know, I'm glad I went and saw it. But it wasn't. It didn't blow me away or anything. So nah. Anyway, should have had some more sex in it. <laughs> Especially with what's her face. Yeah. I mean, with her big eyebrows. Her eyebrows were a little. I don't know about the eyebrows, but <laughs> everything else works. Yeah, she got a nice body on her. Yeah, and and somebody even said on our group this is something about that she was bigger than him. You know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, he was a little guy, just a little guy. Oh man, and you know what part I really liked, and they showed it in the trailer too, was uh, when he's running through the walls of like chasing down. um, Yeah, yeah, that was really neat. See, like now I'm pretty sure the geography of the place was compromised during that scene because I'm I, I feel like when they talked about it they're like. On one side of the thing, there's this, and on one of the sides, there's this, and then all of a sudden, he's running through walls and going through every single place of this place. Yeah, it was like everything was on the same level, but when you looked at the thing, <laughs> yeah. it was all, you but, know. But it was a really neat four, effect. Three of, dimensional. Yeah, it was a really neat effect of him uh, running through all these different environments, like bursting bursting through the wall. And he was like the Hulk. <laughs> he was. That was pretty cool. That was a hell of a suit. Yeah. Um, might I inquire, ask a question? Sure. Can we take a commercial break? Yes, uh, I even made a I even made a uh, a, a little a cult of muscle <laughs> break. So yeah, we'll take a quick break so we can go poop and uh, exactly, <laughs> and we'll How come back and guess? we'll talk because that's usually what it is, and uh, we'll come back and wrap things up and do some feedback sack and 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 stuff. So we'll be right back. The following message is a paid advertisement for the Cult of Muscle podcast. The Cult of Muscle. You're either in it or you're dead. 
It's the dawning of a new age. The halls of Valhalla have been shuttered. The heroes of yore have either retreated to the shadows or taken to capering for the amusement of the small folk, their past glories of distant memory. The barbells have been torn from their once puma-strong grips. The beards shone from their square jaws, only to be transplanted onto flannel-clad, puny weaklings with fingers barely powerful enough to strum a ukulele. The time has come, my brothers, to restore order from the chaos. No longer will our heroes be forgotten. No longer will their great deeds be viewed through a foggy lens of irony. Hear now our rallying cry as we scream it from the mountaintops, as we bellow it from iTunes and Libsyn and Facebook. It's time to join the cult, my brothers. So don your cloaks and enter the cult of muscle. From a poop break, I had some toast. <laughs> this I have this cheddar jalapeno bread that I bought at the grocery store. It makes good toast. And then yeah, you, remember, you said something about uh, cabin in the woods. Yeah, I just built a cabin in the toilet. <laughs> was it a was it a, a cube with a roof and everything? Oh, it's still it's it hurts. Oh, creamy fire. Oh no, like embers. Now now I'm having a. A shock top lemon shandy. The hell does that even mean? That is a Belgian style wheat beer brewed with spices and with natural lemonade flavor added. A shandy. A shandy. <laughs> That's what it says. I, I, I've. I, Do you might, damn fruit? What the hell? It might wrong be girly, but uh, man, I've, <laughs> I really enjoy citrus in my uh, beer. I don't like beer, and I like girly drinks. If I if I had a drink, I would rather drink like a girly drink that has like a whipped cream on top and a cherry. Yeah. And, uh, oh yeah, I like those too. I like I love like strawberry daiquiris and margaritas and all that stuff. I like girly stuff, but but the beer, like I mean, I'm I'm fine with regular beer. I like ports and like Guinness and all that. But garter belts and I like I like sometimes wearing silky underwear and drinking. Uh, a lemony beer for <laughs> a fruity drink. Uh. Uh, you know what I had? I had one, um, and I don't know if they even sell it. It was at a bar in Atlanta, and they had a, a harp and lime. And I don't know if they added lime to it or what. But is it harp's just a kind of a lager beer, and and it had lime juice, and I thought it was really good. Uh. And there was a guy sitting across the bar, and he's like, "Hey, motherfucker." <laughs> We got that lime and that butterfly. Uh, that was about time I won national title from staying handsome. <laughs> Not my teeth out. I'm wrestling in the Omni this weekend. Tommy Rich got got fucking teeth now, so I mean he looks a lot better. That's good. You can't pull off fucking like walking around with like half with a bunch of teeth. That, in, in no teeth unless you have like a big mustache so you can't see yeah 
Oh, ugh. All right. Well, let's get down to this next one that I watched. Okay. <laughs> on recommend from somebody on GGTMC. I got the bright from, idea. From, I try, from what? I try and stimulate conversation on podcast groups. And one of the conversations was, uh, what are some good R-rated science fiction movies? And, you know, you get some of the... Um, some of the normal ones, like you know, Blade Runner, RoboCop, and The Thing, and Is stuff Blade like that. Blade Runner that, rated R? I believe it was, because huh. I, I think that um, what's her name showed some titty. Uh, not Daryl Hannah, but um, oh my god, she showed titties in another movie. Yeah, yeah, you know, the Cave Bear. She got fucking doggy styled by a caveman. Um, <laughs> Didn't she show her tits in did. Splash? Yeah, and then yeah. there was one the one when she was a MILF uh, about, like, the, the she played a stripper with uh, some other girls, something, the Blue Lagoon, or it was, uh, I can't remember what the name <laughs> was. Was she in a Blue was. Lagoon? No. No, no. No, 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 no. Okay, I watched uh, 1982's Extro. <laughs> a man who was abducted by aliens that returns is, to his family tree. Certainly an family. R-rated horror or a sci-fi movie. It um, is gross <laughs> and weird as shit. There's and a few of those. It was like totally out of like my wheelhouse yeah. uh, as far as, but uh, it sort of reminded me of like um, in its in in some of its grossness of um, a cross between Hellraiser, The Brood, and. I'm trying to think what else because it did have fucking in it and it nudity, <laughs> but it also had like uh, people getting like um, uh, uh, in, like uh, sort of implanted with uh, an incubus of some sort yeah. and annoying little kids. and <laughs> Yeah, there's a few. I think there's like four of those. There, there's at least there's three. About five different horror uh goofy genre things in this and they mashed them all together. Yeah. I had seen the box art for this, but like I said, I'm not really a, and this is kind of sci-fi horror. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it. Someone mentioned this and this was the first one on that question that wasn't just something mainstream. And so of course, first thing I do is I go to YouTube and fucking right there it is. The whole Blade goddamn Runner, thing. Blade Runner is ready for. Yeah. And this was not as good as Blade Runner. But it, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it definitely is not. Definitely uh, one of those uh, GGTMC movies. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently there was an Extro 2. But I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like I said, there's a few. There's, I think there's an Extro 3, maybe a 4. Oh, yeah. Well, here's an Extro something. What's this one called? Extro. Watch this. Oh, a series. Yeah. There was an extra series. Well, maybe I will watch more of it because it seems like something that might be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just but found I just found Ebert's review of it. He gave it he gave it one star. He said, "Extro is an ugly, mean spirited, and despairing thriller that left me thoroughly depressed." <laughs> oh, it was gross as shit too. <laughs> Fuck it. Extro is the work of incompetent cynics. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You gotta love Roger Ebert. Uh, yeah. That was a. Uh, that's like Justin's hero. Yeah, Roger it is. Ebert. Justin yeah. just celebrated his sixteenth birthday recently. Justin celebrated his sixteenth birthday. I don't know how old he turned, but he did have a birthday recently. Got to be seventeen by now. My Maybe. God, how long was Horrorhound? Five years ago. Oh my God. 
No, Horror Hound. No, Hor- I went to Horror Hound in 2011. Okay, and God damn, it's 2017. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, man, that's been a while. Jesus. He's got to be 17. <laughs> At least. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let me find a good one. Let me find a good well, one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trap the opponents, trap the next movie's arm behind its back, slam it, and then make the tag. Ooh, I'm going to jump over the top, and I'm going to stomp on the arm behind the back with... Uh, how about the movie Seconds from 1966? Uh, that's a good one. Um, another uh, bleak movie. Um, not Society. Oh, no. Where's my my Imdaba? Seconds, 1966. Seconds is what happens when you worry too much about the gray in your goatee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, this is directed by John Frankenheimer. Um, I like him. It's mainly starring Rock Hudson, who's not very high on the ca- on the uh, first build of the cast, but it's mainly his th- story. It's this this older guy, John Frankenheimer. We did Ronan. What else? What else should I see? Oh, Manchurian Candidate. I watched that recently. I had no dig idea it. that he directed that. Yeah, dig it. that's a, well, that was really good too. Um, but it's Seconds good. is pretty fantastic. You got this 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 guy. Let me see. It's it's according to the synopsis, he is an unhappy middle aged banker. Um, it's a I mean, you, this would be a good double with that uh, Hal Holbrook movie, um, except in this one he's not planning on murdering his family. In this one he's just abandoning them. Um, but he, I don't, I don't remember if do they go into much of it's his friend that recommends the 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 company, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's like basically like, hey, if you hate your life, I got this company. Oh, how much do you think that costs? It's got to be expensive. If you take out the sci-fi thing of this, it's basically like somebody coming and telling you, hey, um, you have this wife who's like 60 and these kids and everything, but I can get you a 22-year-old piece of pussy <laughs> and, a, and a red convertible and a, a beach house. Yeah. So basically, Just this guy contacts this company. I like the way he has to go there, uh, like in the back of a fucking truck from a, a butcher shop. Um, but they have this procedure to completely change. Like they do plastic surgery. And let me, I was eating uh, fucking this green pepper hummus when they showed the plastic <laughs> surgery scene. And it really grossed me out. I had to. I, that doesn't usually happen, but it's usually if it's going to, uh, there's going to be it's some, it seems like it's always going to be some kind of creamy food that I'm eating <laughs> that kind of have to because that happened in um, Cannibal Holocaust. First time I saw that and they kill a turtle. I was fucking, yeah, they, I was I was eating cottage cheese. And I felt it, so sorry <laughs> for that turtle. Yeah, but it really fucking gross. And like for this one, I was eating hummus and carrots. And all, they showed, they started showing, and it, it's not really all that gory, but they were showing like, you know, like doctors fucking with somebody's face during plastic surgery, and I was like, ugh, and I, I had to put the hummus down. Um, but but not it, for long, I'm sure. Not for long, no. I fucking polished it <laughs> off as soon as they it, started showing Rock's ass, and you were like, mm, <laughs> give me that hummus. Yeah, him getting wasted at that party, and I'm like, mm, hummus. 
Um, he was a little out of his element there, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um, but just trying to fit in. They give you plastic surgery. They they change your fingerprints. It seems like they they teach you. They they make you write a different way, so your signature's not even the same. And they they erase erase you. They they find a, a body. Um, they took take all your teeth, I guess, for dental records and put them yeah. in with that corpse, maybe. And a chance to begin again. And what the was the, I forgot colonies. the I forgot the name that the, the 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 acronym they used for the the corpse. Oh, I haven't seen it in so long. Um, but they, so they 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 basically stage your death, and you go and live a new life. And like I said, I don't know if the vice president of a local local bank would have the money to do something like this. But hey, that's why it's science fiction, right? Right, right. Well, so you know, this is kind of this dumpy. He's part of the white privilege. Probably he, sixty year old guy, and he comes out fucking like handsome Rock Hudson, and uh, he's now a painter. And um, but it was pretty neat, um, him kind of piecing things together and meeting new people. And uh, I thought this was really, really good movie and uh, really disturbing at times. Like the whole, like all the screaming and shit, and like like I said, the plastic surgery. I was surprised to see, even though I said it's not bloody, but it was still kind of gross. Um, no, nah, this this was really good, and it it kind of has that same vein of of um, natural enemies, where it's like the guy's just reached a point in his life where he's like, I need you know a drastic change. So it's the goddamn midlife crisis. It was um, <laughs> yeah. go out and buy a motorcycle, um, <laughs> quit your job and <laughs> play video games for six weeks. There you go. We'll send you shit. Yeah. Hey, shit, yeah. Um, I watched uh, 2016's The Founder. This is a newer one uh, starring Michael Keaton. Um, I knew a lot about it because one of my spoilery friends told me basically the entire fucking story from beginning (laughs) to end. It's still pretty good, and it still really tells you about... uh, uh, the American dream and what the American dream is really like in a <laughs> capitalist society. Yeah, of somebody's going to steal your shit from under you. No matter yeah. What. You know, it's like if you wanted to look at it, the American dream would be Thunderbolt Patterson, who's an <laughs> African-American wrestler. And Dusty Rhodes is going to make all baby. your money. And he comes out and he says, baby, well, I'm going to come on and lay some, ooh, um, old Anderson on his head and everything and then Dirty Roads comes along because they don't like you know you, you don't want to have too many blacks on your you can only have one in your territory <laughs> and even though they'll bring all this money so they said you know that Thunderbolt Patterson baby he is too much of a troublemaker he's one of those black militant troublemakers and he's going to get everybody in trouble because he's saying he's not making as much money as all the honkies on the card speaking so of we which need, when is we that, need to get rid of Thunderbolt <laughs> when is that Sweet Daddy Seeky movie coming out the documentary I think it's out. It's uh, in. Um, it was shown. I know people that have seen it in Canada. I want to see that because I think it, he wrestled in Canada a lot. So he, it, I think that was it was made for and in Canada. Okay. But Dirty Road said to these people, he said, "Listen, baby, I'm a plumber from Texas and I'm a racist, but <laughs> what I'll do is, and I and I have friends in the KKK." 
I'll take my hair and let it grow out into an afro, and I'll dye it white. You think? You think? You think Dusty was was racist himself? Yes. You think? I've, okay. I've heard that he was. Oh. Uh, you know, like kind of like behind the scenes kind of shit. That's but then disappointing. The, it's like Bill Watts when they turn around and say, well, yeah, but they say Bill Watts was a racist. Well, I'm not a racist. I've made Ernie Ladd and Junkyard Ernie Ladd the, the first uh, booker, African-American booker. And, and uh, I made all kind of money off of uh, Junkyard Dog. And it's like, yeah, yeah you made money off of them. That's why. Yeah, you you would make money off of the Antichrist if you could. Uh, <laughs> but you still say the N word and you still it's like, you know, Terry oh, Taylor. Oh. They said he was a big fucking racist. Really? Asshole to- yeah, so I don't have a lot of time for him anymore. Well, he no. was one of the main one of the main ones that got sued when all those uh, when the all those guys brought a suit against WCW for racial discrimination because he would say call him you know the N word and everything mm-hmm. else. So he's a piece of shit. Um, but anyway, this movie's pretty good. Michael Keaton. The only thing I can think of is that he must smoke a lot. <laughs> have you ever noticed how his skin he's just looks leathery? Like- Yes, and I mean really bad. I mean, he's older. Did you go I see mean, Spider-Man? A... No, I have not yet. Okay, he's good in that. But yeah, he's I, he's very leathery. I heard that was, I heard that was really good, mm-hmm. and I was surprised because I didn't think it would be very good at all. I liked it a lot. That's a Marvel movie. I said Guardians 2, Marvel. I saw Spider-Man. It was really good. Saw Spider-Man, I saw the Spider-Man, baby. Michael is 65, and he at least looks... Ten, his skin looked more, probably more than ten years older than that. He 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 looks, might be a smoker. Really, oh, he, he has to be. He looks bad. I noticed that in um, oh uh, spotlight too. So uh, yeah, I recommend Founder, but it is it's it's sort of like Trump saying, you know, oh, I made all these deals and that's how I got all this money, and then you find out that his dad left him all this money and. And he went bankrupt and borrowed so much money, and he really isn't good at making deals or anything. He's just a shyster. <laughs> so, you know, you can hold this guy up as, you know, this great guy. And, but I don't think the movie does. I think that uh, it kind of uh, – you can go either way because the, the one guy's really didn't have the vision, and he did. But he, instead of doing it on his own, he's sort of a fucking piece of shit. But anyway, <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's, by the way, what's that? It's on Netflix. So. Oh, um, what, what else did I watch? I mean, like I said, a ton. Um, bu- 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 bu. day of the assassin sucked. Did you watch Boyka undisputed? I did. Did you watch it? I watched it too. Um, <laughs> not my favorite Boyka movie. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, the new Boyka movie is out. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah. Um, Boyka, un, what's this one called? Undisputed. Undisputed. It, okay, I didn't know if it was like Boyka Which Undisputed. Which the others three. were just undisputed, but this is right. Okay, okay. So all of the other movies are kind of well. The first undisputed movie is not even Boyka. It's um, it's Wesley Snipes and Ving Rhames, and then the the. That was a good one. That was a Walter Hill. Well, that was a Walter Hill movie. Yeah. And then the second one had Michael Jai White playing the Ving Rhames, the Ving Rhames character. Mm-hmm. And he's been released from prison, but then gets falsely put in prison again and blah, blah, blah. And that's where Boyk is 
comes into uh, comes into the picture. Boyk is a heel. Uh, he is a big heel. Yeah, and Michael Jai White is a badass motherfucker. Yeah, even even though he was uh, one of the biggest heels in the first movie, somehow yeah. he's, he's much more pleasant in the second movie. He went from being Mike Tyson, the rapist Mike Tyson, in yeah. the first one. An even like, more disgusting version of him. Yeah, and then in the second one, he was more, he was sort of like a martial arts, <laughs> Apollo Creed, Jim Brown. Although it was funny in the second one. When, uh, you know, he's supposed to be a boxer and Michael J. White, poor Michael J. White having to pretend like he was learning how to kick people. Yeah, <laughs> that was he's pretty fucking funny. fantastic. <laughs> uh, so then the third one doesn't have that boxer. Now it's Boyka's story and Boyka's found Jesus and he and has to. It, was the guy named Turbo? I don't remember. I don't the, remember his the, name. The loudmouth black guy. He kind of reminded me of Wesley Snipes, sort of. Yeah, he was doing a Wesley yeah. Snipes thing, and then the 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 heel and the heavy in that was Marco's Roar, who was yeah, fucking he was hysterical. Great. He was fucking great. He just sit there and read a book. <laughs> he was in. Was he was in another. Um, what was the movie he was in recently with Scott Adkins, where it takes Marco? place in like South America or something? That one was pretty good. Uh, it's pretty gory. He, he was in that. Marcus Roar was in that. Um, anyway, so now this Boyka Undisputed, he is still fighting. Now, is he in prison? I can't even remember. I've already forgotten. No, 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 no. He got out of prison. Okay. He, he was, well, he escaped at the end of. He escaped at the end of oh, three. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a, it's an but, assisted but escape. It's not, it's not something dramatic. It's just, it's, it's part of the, it just, that's just how it goes. He's not living behind Iron Curtain. Yeah, anymore. I don't think it was an escape. It was a, a an allowed to leave behind the scenes kind of thing. I thought he escaped. No, because the guy just let him out of the car. Oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Um. So in this one now, he's still fighting. Uh. And but he. Uh, I don't remember the. I don't remember the. The guy, like, if the guy was in prison, the one that he fights at the beginning, and that kind of sets it in motion, is that he kills. He wants to get in, like, the 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 big-time fights, like, almost like he wants to get in, like, UFC or something. What a dummy. And he's just fighting those, uh, <laughs> like, little, little shit cards and stuff like that, and the guy says, you know, well, if you win, you can, you know, we can get you in the big time with the big money. Right. And then he's... Like, and he's fight. He's fighting. He, well, he accidentally kills a guy, and that kind of like starts this off. Which so, I love. Okay, did you not love the part where they're in there fighting, and he's bashing this guy's fucking brains out, and then <laughs> when he's walking, and they're taking the guy out on the stretcher uh, uh, to the to the ambulance, he's like, "What is wrong with him?" And it's like, <laughs> "You just fucking smashed his goddamn brains out, you stupid fuck! What do you mean? What was wrong with him?" Um. Yeah, and I it, did not expect that when his pieces of his skull started coming out his eyes, <laughs> motherfuck, pussy. He is too but weak. But he has a crisis of conscience. He conscience. is too weak. Because of Jesus Christ is my yeah, sacred. I will beat your brains out. He finds Jesus. Fuck and, face. Uh, <laughs> and he has a really shitty snake tattoo on his back in this one. Is did that new? That? I don't remember so if yes, that was new or not. It was shitty. Yeah. It, it looked like a. It was like. He went to get one, and like a little kid drew a fucking worm. Maybe on his it was back. a maybe it was a prison tattoo. Maybe it was done with like it a fucking ballpoint a pen. Tattoo, but I don't think it was in the first one. I don't think he had anything on his back. I don't remember. They could have made something elaborate. That looked 
stupid. <laughs> so in this one, so he feels guilty for killing this guy, and he goes and he's he's, he's trying to. I feel like Boyka undisputed. He Boyka. wants to go and to tell this man. He finds out he has wife and a child, and must go tell her that I am one who who murdered your husband. Yeah, he didn't murder. It was a it was a fucking fight. I mean, it was yeah. just a. It wasn't like he. And he kind of feels obligated to help her, and she's in a she's in a situation, and it kind of then it turns into this like so instead of a Boyka movie at this point where it's like you got to fight to survive, and now it's like um like a just a generic Russian gangster movie almost, yeah. and yeah. I don't know, I was kind of let down by this. The well, he went from in in, in that one. In the second one, where he was fighting Michael Jai White, yeah. I mean, talk about it. Like you said, a fucking change. He was a total fucking bastard piece of yeah. shit in that. And then all of a sudden, he's buying. He's he's taking the winnings from his fights and buying hymn books and Bibles and shit for the church, <laughs> like they need it. <laughs> 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 I bought you these uh, fucking books. <laughs> I want to fucking confess. And I always love in these movies, these Russian gangsters, in- including Boyka, that I guess because they're trying to be kind of gangst- gangsta-y, yeah. they say fuck uh, just like way too much. You know, <laughs> I will crush your fucking nuts, fucker. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. I, I thought the this... trailer left me cold because I th- I told you when I first saw the trailer because you don't watch trailers. Yeah, I didn't see it. I thought it was going to be like a kind of a religious religiousy movie. It is. It it super religiousy. Yeah, it wasn't. But it, I mean, I don't know. I was kind of let down by it. I, it, it. I I think if it wasn't Boyka, maybe it would have been better. I, I wonder know. if this is the last one. I bet. Well, I don't know. Hmm. Depends on if this one makes money or not. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, what the well, fuck that's else like is... the last with the, with this one. It was kind of like the other ones got over, so he was like, oh, "Good to bring back Boyka." Yeah. And then you, and then after you hear him talking like that all the time, then you hear him in Legendary with Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> and he's like, "We've got to go stop this monster." Uh, go to go stop this thing. Yeah, that was was that Dolph. Anyway. <laughs> Or no, you gotta do your jaw like it's wired when you talk like Dolph. Oh, I watched the I watched the Dolph movie. Um, okay. uh, but but he's a demon hunter. What the fuck was the name of that? Dolph Demon Hunter. Oh my god. Was it old? No, it's brand new. Oh, <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's I mean definitely. Let me let me find the name of this thing. Uh, I've watched so many movies I can't keep track of everything. Dolph Lundgren. What is it called? Don't kill it. Don't kill it. Yes. Don't kill it. Um, Dolph's really funny in it. It's it's not great, um, but it's definitely inspired by Evil Dead, mm-hmm. uh, but not nearly as funny. <laughs> is he in a cabin? Huh? Is he in a cabin? No, no or uh, it's it's inspired. It's more like uh, Ash versus Evil Dead, um, okay. where he's he's kind of like on like it has that kind of feel like. The 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 demons like when it happens it's super fast and super gory and um oh he's gonna be in the new Aquaman movie yeah don't kill it um is he playing Poseidon he's playing King Nereus 
I don't know who that is in Aquaman. I stopped reading the new Aquaman comic. Mm, well, I read a, I read a couple of them and I wasn't. It didn't <laughs> light fire. I haven't been I haven't been reading many comics lately. I I I, uh, I actually started reading um, some Doctor Who novelizations because I've been watching the old show and the the uh, the second Doctor particularly a lot of his episodes are missing like somebody in the 70s just threw like it's like jim Cornette and the garbage tapes it happened yeah. it happened with bbc they just like got rid of a bunch of shit so there's well that's like when i started watching it and and i only watched it for a little bit um i noticed that like you said you'd watch it and it'd have the one guy to be like in black and white and stuff and then there would be like that those would just end abruptly and yeah. then they would have a certain amount and well they um so in the eighties, but I think most, most of them are written in the eighties, but there's, uh, you know, like, like they do novelizations of movies. Well, they did novelizations of these various Dr. Who stories. So I've been reading, I've been reading some of those with the ones that are mostly missing. So that's cool. What do you, what's your opinion on this, uh, this big controversy with Dr. Who and, uh, they're going to have a female Dr. Who. Are you, are you fighting against that? Cause you're macho, uh, male. I'll, t- I, I'll tell you, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how I feel about it because the it's it's going to be a weird change, and I don't have a problem that I don't have a problem with uh, with the doctor being a woman this time. Um, I'm just curious. Especially if she's hot. I mean, and she's not, but uh, <laughs> she's fine. I mean, she. But like, I don't. I, I don't really have an opinion one way or the other. It's going to be a weird transition because of, but just because of the the precedents, you know. I mean, it's fucking fifty years of a TV show where it's always been a male character. So yeah, but he, I mean, it's not the same guy every time, doesn't he? Change he changes bodies? personalities and yeah, changes so. bodies. So um, uh-huh. they they established in the last few years that when a time lord regenerates, they can come back as female. See, so I think it was bound to happen at some point, but it's never been that character. So it's going to be a weird change, and I'm curious how they'll do the how they'll do the the companion. He always travels with a human person or not always human, but, um, he always travels with some, somebody that's not a time Lord, especially now. Cause he's essentially the last one, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious how they'll do it. And I, I did not watch the latest season, so I've got a lot of catching up to do. Hey, as long as it's good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, you know what? I'm sure I'll, be, I'm sure I'll enjoy it because I enjoy it. Every every Doctor Who thing I see, even the bad yeah. ones, are they're entertaining to me on some level. So, no, I don't think um, I don't think I have a problem with it. It just be, it'll be a weird a weird transition just because you're so used to seeing the character in a certain light. So, um, I just watched Don't Kill It's trailer and it looks pretty fucking entertaining. It's 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 pretty good. There's some, <laughs> there's some titties in it. There's some uh, there's some good gory stuff in it. But it, I mean, it's not great. Um, I watched that the same day as I watched this new. Uh, Lou Ferrigno directed video Ooh. action movie. Jesus Ooh. Christ, what a turd that was! Um, uh, Lou Ferrigno. Lou, he plays Lou. this like former uh, special age or uh, special forces, and he's going to see his estranged daughter in England, and gets tied up in this whole uh, lactate and Lou. What is the name of this movie? Instant Death. Ugh. Have you ever watched any yeah. of those lactating movies? Like they uh, don't have a, most of my that I've like clips. They don't. Well, I guess some of them do have sex in them, but it's mostly just like uh, women feeding. 
either that or they just sit there and squeeze their nipples and the milk squirts out and they laugh a lot. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that. <laughs> well, the one I would watch one if Dolph was in it, like not the guy with the nipple milk, but the guy like receiver. What if it? What if the? What if the giver was Lou Ferrigno though? Oh, I mean, whatever turns you on. I'm sure there's some people that would think, you know, that would really like that. I mean, I'd watch it. How They're could both good-looking dudes with nice builds. How could you not watch it? I mean, even if it's disgusting. I would watch it, yes. Yeah. Even if it's disgusting, you got to see it at once. I mean, I don't, you know, I watched China getting, having sex. I've watched that more than once. <laughs> had, her, she like, has a few movies. Did you see where she was She-Hulk? Mm-mm. She has, she's, it's like an Avengers takeoff, and she's the She-Hulk. I never did see that. Over. I need to watch that one. You know, when they put like paint all over a porn star for something like that, um, it, it y- you, it's hard to stay in the moment because they never <laughs> put paint on their genitals. The men <laughs> so they're green all over except for their vagina, lips, and pussy. Or if it's a guy, they're, I saw one where these guys were gargoyles and they're gray all over. Except DP. they have like white cocks. <laughs> Yeah, they just have like, well, I mean, flesh colored. I mean, that was their cock. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe gargoyles have white guy cocks. There were these movies by this guy. His name was Michael Nin, N I N N. Uh And he made these really uh, stylistic pornos. One of them was called Shock, and the other one was called Latex. And it was like, he must have been a film school student or something <laughs> because they were real like they would have these different scenes and he they would do like these flash flash cutaways and stuff and like I said there was the one where the the guys were gargoyles they mm. had these ugly monster heads and great <laughs> oh they were wearing like a off. mask yeah they, not <laughs> mask I mean not like rubber mask but like prosthetic do they have masks. wings uh, no no wings they okay. had they had big dicks. And then um, <laughs> big white uh, or big flesh colored dicks. The one kind of had a story and I can't remember which one it was, but this guy had like a, like mental powers, like a professor X. And did you see Logan? I did. Okay. Well, it was sort of like that. And okay. he had these, these mental powers and it was just really weird, huh. but it was a porn, but it was really weird. And it was shot like something like uh, out of, um, some fucking strange um who's the guy that does um oh not cronenberg the one that does all the real weird movies that uh with robert blake and um mulholland drive oh david lynch david lynch sort of like that kind of <laughs> kind of weird i finally shit. i finally finished uh twin peaks speaking of david lynch nothing i'm still haven't watched any of the new one but yeah I, I bailed out on the on the old one. I, I got to a certain point, uh, and I was kind of like, okay. I'm, it I'm turns like, around at the end. There's a part where after the after the killer is revealed, like six episodes into the second season, there's right. like ten episodes where you're just like, what the fuck is happening? Like it. That's where I I see. I knew who the killer was because I watched the movie Firewalk with me, mm-hmm. but. Um, I watched like I think a couple episodes into the second season. And I was like, "This isn't very good anymore." Well, the, and the I just, last I the last happened. few episodes turn around and it gets back. It it change it gets back. So uh, does it have Boyka in it? Yes. I'll tell you what, Cheryl Lynn Finn made it worth watching. There oh for my all god, time. she was something else. Yeah. Um, Savage I never Dog. Did see her at 
horror hound. She's been to some of them, and she's mm-hmm. older. But honest to God, if I would have seen her, I probably wouldn't have known who she was. Savage Dog was the name of that Scott Adkins, Marcos War movie. Savage. Uh, takes place in like Indochina or something. It's pretty, uh, pretty violent. It's pretty good. Savage Dog. Maybe I've heard of that. Wait a minute. Let's we'll see. Savage Dug. Not a great movie, but um, it's all right. Anyway, do you have anything else? Well, let me look here. There's a boyka. Yuri boyka, you motherfucker. Uh, watched the first two episodes of Better Call Saul, and I'm hooked. Have you? Uh, did you watch Breaking Bad? Yes. Okay, okay. I didn't know if you'd seen that or not. I didn't finish it, though. Mm. I have it on. I have them all on DVD. I never finished it. <sighs> I, just, I just kind of stopped watching it and started watching other stuff, and I forgot about it. Um, August Osage County is great, and that's the one oh, I yeah. watched. Um, the same right Shepherd. after Sam Shepard died, and I forgot. And he's right at the very beginning, and he's great. That's a good movie. And uh, uh, that movie, my sister, I told her, I sent her a thing. I said, her and my both my sisters and my mom, and I said, you got to watch this. This is really good. And um, my sister was like, well, I saw. She goes, I saw the the. I don't know if it was the trailer or she just saw the poster or something. She goes, I didn't think it'd be very good. That's like, man, this would be right up your alley. Meryl Streep is so fucking, I mean, the whole <laughs> fucking movie is good. Yeah. I, I thought that movie was great. Um, let me just see if there's anything. Oh, well, do you have any, well, you have more. You I have a lot on. more, but like I said, well, I, mean, I have, I have a couple more that are interesting. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and do another one. I'll find another interesting one. Then okay. we can wrap up. <laughs> well, interesting in, in, in a, uh, this one's interesting in a, in an odd way. And this is 2016's, uh, Pao Soi Chang directed and Edmund Wong written movie called the monkey King. Oh, that's and, a, that's a, like a Chinese myth. I think that's been yeah, told this, like a ton of times. Yeah. Yeah. This, this one, it just says the legend begins, but the one, the one I watched, it was, um, which I think is this one with just a different title, was something about heaven. Uh, God damn it, I can't remember what the fuck it uh, also called is, or what it was also known as, but it's something about heaven's. Ha- okay, here it is. The Monkey King Havoc in Heaven's Palace. Uh, this is the reimagined or U.S. version of the Monkey King Havoc in Heaven's Palace, hmm. uh, which is the one I watched. Um, Oh, what can I say about this? Okay, I like Donnie Yen, and I like Chow Young-Fat. Uh, and Aaron Kwok, I like him. I've seen him and stuff, too. There's a lot of people in this that, that you'll recognize from these kind of, these you know uh, movies. But, um, and like you said, it is, it's like a legendary, uh, I don't know if I would say, it, like a, I guess like a fable. Yeah, yeah. From uh, Chinese culture. And... Um, but it's, it's, it's sort of like Valerian where it's so visually spectacular, (laughs) but first of all, that goddamn monkey King is a fucking annoying motherfucker. (laughs) He would have gotten on my nerves. Did you ever see journey to the West? Journey to the West. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, journey to the West is another uh, monkey Kings in that also. Um, that's a. Um, I know I haven't seen it because I've never seen anything with Monkey King in it. Okay. Up oh, there he is. Oh, he looks fucking different in this one. Journey to the West is the guy that uh, uh, that did um, uh, Shaolin Soccer. He's he directed it. Oh, I Steven, like that. Stephen Chow. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it's it's I a, like it's it's pretty. It might be on Netflix actually. It's it's a pretty fun movie. 
But this is this is some crazy shit. And I've always said I hated when people would say like they watched um, oh uh, what the fuck's that William Hurt movie? Well, say say two thousand one Space Odyssey, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, well, I couldn't fuck. You'd have to be on LS. You'd have to take ass, drop ass, and to fucking understand it or something <laughs> like that. And people would always say that, and I thought, you know, okay, well, some people that say that I think are are probably too dense to understand it. Yeah. But then, I mean, I've never dropped acid, so maybe. Um, when I watched this movie, I thought, you know what? I bet you five bucks. If I dropped acid and watched the monkey King, I would probably be like fucking laughing my ass off. Plus being like, Holy fucking shit. (laughs) It is so, it's just fucking some crazy stuff. And it's just odd as fuck. You you might, you'll, you'll, you'll probably enjoy uh, journey to the West then monkey King. (laughs) But Donnie Yen, I love Donnie Yen, but man, that Monkey King is a fucking douche. <laughs> he's, a, he's a fucking douche. <laughs> Just annoying. Um, you got another one? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so this it's been a while since I watched this I now. I a Monkey King t-shirt. But I need to bring this up. I okay. saw for the first time and loved it. Dirty Dancing. <laughs> really? First I had time. never seen it. For whatever reason, I always assumed that it was like, I don't know what I assumed. I think I just thought it was like some chick flick, like rom-com or something. And it really wasn't. Got Swayze. Uh, Swayze was so good in it. And like, man, I teared up at the end. Like, I really liked this movie. I thought it was really well done. (laughs) I was like, man, this is, I mean, it's not, it's not like, it's not four stars. It's not an Oscar nominated movie, but. I really enjoyed it, and I was like, I was, I was like, it was one of those times where after I saw it, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of angry that I put this off for so long. <laughs> Anytime I see anything like that, like uh, Outsiders or anything like that with Swayze in it, it makes me sort of sad. Yeah, because like I said, I mean, I didn't know the guy. He might have been the biggest heel on the planet Earth or whatever, <laughs> but uh, he just seemed like such a nice guy and everything, and and and. Uh, just to the you know that he died and everything. I don't know why, but it just really. Uh, it's depressing, know. yeah. And I kind of want to. It's just sad that somebody that you know young could be stricken down. I mean, I know he smoked like a freight train. I wonder all if the his way book's any good. Do you, have you read his book? Who? Swayze. Swayze? No, I didn't know he had a book. Yeah, I think he has a book because he because I was I was reading information. I was reading up about about this movie and about he 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 talked about in his book. How he hated working with Jennifer Grey. How she was oh, really? like, yeah, he said she well, was pretty bad to work with in that movie. And it's kind of like um, Renee Zellweger, where she had uh, like a nose job, and oh, she doesn't look. Yeah. She doesn't look like. I mean, she just looks like an average person. At least with the nose, it gave her this, uh, you know, a certain look of, of unique, a unique look. And that's the same with Renee Zellweger. She showed up at these award shows after she had like whatever she had done, work done, and nobody knew who the fuck she was. <laughs> I'll tell you what I thought. I thought the movie with the name Dirty Dancing and the way that I, I at least perceived it to be marketed, uh, granted yeah. this is years and years ago, I thought it was about the dancing. Yeah. And I thought, and, and it's not. I mean, that, that, that Dirty Dancing, quote unquote, plays a very small part in the movie. Right. And they just, she just goes and watches him. I, I do think that the dirty dancing shit 
is funny because I can't imagine going someplace and just fucking hunching the fucking living <laughs> shit out of out yeah. of each other. Yeah. And and when Swayze's dancing, he always makes puts has this look on his face like he's being all serious. He, and it looks yeah. funny to me. Yeah. But it's I funny. was I was very surprised that I enjoyed this as much as I did. And I, I and I wish that I had seen it sooner than I waited way too long to watch it. And maybe you need to go change your tampon. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll go have another lemon shandy. I got that for Treat Williams in, um, oh, what was that movie called? He played um, this. He played a sheriff in this movie. And um, the this one girl, what the? God damn, I'm drawing a complete blank. <laughs> maybe the girl that played the, in the American version of Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? Rooney Mara. He played Kate Mara's dad and he was a sheriff and she was a deputy and they were doing on this manhunt out in the winter and everything and he's sending out all his deputies and she's like what about me dad and he goes you you're not going anywhere because he talked like he was from like minnesota and she goes well why not and he goes what if you get out there and you gotta change your tampon and i mean right <laughs> in front of everybody and she goes, well, then I'll change it, Dad. I mean, he was just such a fucking piece of shit. But the next thing I watched was 2015's The Daughter, uh, written and directed by Simon Stone. And this stars Jeffrey Rush, Sam Neill, and uh, Paul Schneider, not the one that uh, blew Dorothy Stratton's head off with a shotgun. Uh, it was th- this guy, this uh, Paul Schneider is he played in the assassination of Jesse James. Mm-hmm. He was uh, one of these prick guys in the gang that always fucked with uh, with Casey Affleck, the the uh, B- Robert Ford, the guy that killed Jesse oh, yeah. James. This was boring as shit. It says, <laughs> OK, the story follows a man who returns home to discover a long buried family secret and whose attempt to put things right threaten the lives of those he left uh, home years before. So I thought there's going to be this big mystery. What's going on? And it was fucking boring. And he was a fucking just a douche. And I didn't fucking like it. <laughs> All right. Then I'll wrap. Uh, was that your last one? Um, you go more? ahead and do one. And then I think I might have. Okay. Uh, let me, well, I'll, I'll I, do another I, turd. I'll do a turd one too to follow you up then. Because um, one, that, on uh, one that Gentleman's Guide uh, gushed over years and years ago. I finally watched it. Uh, Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. Jesus. Oh, my God. I hated this movie. (laughs) Really? Oh, my God. Okay. So I watched The Player um, with, what is his name? Um, Tim. Tim uh, What? Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. And Fred Ward was really funny in it. Didn't play a huge part, but I liked him in that. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch Remo Williams finally. I even bought... I went to Portland years ago, and they had this giant bookstore, and I bought a Remo Williams book while I was there. Never read it. Oh, yeah, The Destroyer. Yeah. Yeah. And in this movie, like, the fucking Korean guy was so racist and stupid and not funny. June. And and Fred Ward's... Oh, oh my God. This was not... I I don't think it was what I expected. Like, I was so um, bored with this. Joel Gray played... Chun, which was like uh, like uh, uh, I wouldn't know if I'd say whitewashing, but it's like Boris Karloff playing Doctor Wong or uh, Peter Lorre playing um, um, whoever the Chinese guy that he played. I can't remember which one it was, but that's what it was. I mean, Joel Gray was in you know he was in Cabaret, a dancer, and that's why they got him because he could he could do all the you know look realistic. But like of all, there was this was 
this was 1985, and I said this on the. Didn't group. he get nominated for an Oscar or something? There's no way. Uh, nominate. Wait, nominated for one Oscar. Let's see. Best makeup. For for Remo Williams, though, right? <laughs> no, well, it just says Carl Fullerton was nominated for best makeup. It doesn't say who he made up, but. Yeah, that's probably it. I thought he got he got like really good reviews, but then when you look back now, like you said, now they would it, there would be a fucking outrage. Like, why the fuck did they get this? And like, I appreciated the stunts and stuff they did, but goddamn, the movie was like two hours long. And like, oh my god, I was so bored after like an hour. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, See, I, thought I this- told you those guys with GAG. Jet TMC <laughs> were full of shit. Oh, screw you, Will and Sammy. You ruined my afternoon. <laughs> anyway, that's that's all I'm going to say about that. I, like I was Green surprised Williams. I disliked it. That's a classic, dude. Ugh. <laughs> well, we can't always get what we no, want. I'll say I, I, I'm I'm exaggerating a little. I didn't hate it, but like it was, it was silly. It was average at best for me. It like, kind of reminded me of like some of these movies where um, I'm trying to think of an example where they take a comic book and, you know, you think, okay, well, okay, in the 1950s, this comic book was a big thing. And then when they make it into a movie, you're like, yeah, cool, that'd be cool. But they still try and have the 1950s feel. Do you uh, know if the Remo Williams... Like if, you, if you're reading a Fantastic Four... You hear about Fantastic Four is really good, like John, uh, the 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 uh, Hickman Fantastic Four and everything, or or whatever. And then you go back and you read the original Fantastic Four and your or Superman or whatever, and you're like, well, this is really kind of kitty and goofy. Yeah. I don't know. I, it was too goofy. I think that was my big problem. Yeah, it was it was, and, it was silly. And I was exaggerating when I said I hated it. Like I said, it's I wrote when I wrote down whenever I write down movies, I keep a spreadsheet, and I write down the name of the movie, the year the date I watched it, and then I hook a rating of 1 to 10 just so I can get it, keep a, an idea of what I thought of it because it gets, it, you know, time goes by. But I wrote down a 4, and it's probably about, the, I mean, it's like a 4 or a 5 for me. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I was bored by it by the end, honestly. So, Well, the one, the last one, and this is my last one I will speak on. Let and me we, speak on this. We'll, we'll do this. that, and then we'll, uh, we'll do some, we'll do some, we have some voicemails so I can play it. Feedback. A Gannat. You just got killed. killed. Um, I watched the 2013 movie by James Gray, written and directed, and this is called The Immigrant, and it stars Marion Cotillard, Joe Aquin, Phoenix, 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 and Jeremy Renner. Um, What's it called? The Immigrant. Oh, I haven't seen that. This is on Netflix Instant. Uh, you can even download it for free to your app. Um, okay. Now that I watched Willie Dynamite, I, I, <laughs> it, it kind of almost has a feel of that because Jacqueline Phoenix. Uh, well, first of all, Marion um, Cotelard, who is uh, Raza Ghoul's daughter. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> I didn't see that coming because I didn't read DC Comics. I was like, what the fucking hell? Look out. <laughs> oh, I love Catwoman in that movie. Oh, she makes my freaking loins burn. <laughs> um, so anyway, 
She is the titular immigrant, and uh, it's back in the day. She's coming over to Ellis Island and everything, and uh, some stuff happens, and she, um, a rich guy, uh, kind of comes, and she they're going they're telling her, you know, hey, you know, we're not gonna, you know, let you let you enter the U.S. And she's like, what the fuck, you know, hey, motherfucker, what the hell are you talking about? That wasn't her, that wasn't like a direct quote. Um, and Joaquin Phoenix sees her and he's like, hey, you know, well, you know, I can help you out, you know, if you want to come, and, you know, maybe cook and clean and la, 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 la. Well, I didn't know what this was about. And I think it's based on a maybe a novel or something like that. I'm not sure. Um, it's pretty good. I like the, the setting and everything. And it went someplace that I didn't expect it to go mm-hmm. into Willie Dynamite territory. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the uh, like 19, probably uh, early 1900s. Um, I think maybe like 1920s, 1918, 1920 or something like that. Oh, 1921, it says right there. And um, Jeremy Renner. This guy I work with hates Jeremy Renner. He hates his guts. <laughs> and well, the, one of the funny things is is that he looks like Jeremy Renner. Nice. But I, That's I why he hates him. That. Well, he saw Hurt Locker, and he was in the military, and he's like, that movie is total bullshit. He goes, you know, they have a, a list on the internet of the least realistic military movies. And that's like one of them that people that in the military picked and said, that's movies, total bullshit. Uh, but, um, there's like a, a, uh, a kind of a triangle thing going on there. Uh, there, Joaquin and Renner, um, and her, but it's, it's not a bad movie. It's not great. Um, I'm still not sure. I think she's a pretty good actress. I like and her a lot. Joaquin Phoenix. I also watched him in uh, Reservation Road with uh, him and uh, Mark Ruffalo, mm-hmm. and uh, that was pretty good. So I did a double. I did like a back to back Joaquin Phoenix. Um, of the two, like I said, I like the way this one was shot, and I like the time period and everything. Um, Reservation Road was more of a. I guess kind of a straightforward story and um, I had not seen it. It's a more, it's, it's kind of like a a guy. um, Let me see. Well, this one, this is okay. The synopsis is because I don't want to give too much away, but the synopsis says an innocent immigrant woman is tricked into, well, uh, maybe I won't say anything. (laughs) (laughs) So that if that doesn't whet your appetite (laughs) for what goes on in that one, Um, where's that other one at? I wanted to just, give you a quick synopsis okay uh the lives of two families change forever after a fatal tragedy takes place on reservation road and that was ruffalo and joaquin phoenix i like ruffalo jennifer conley's in this i don't like her as much now that she's skinny and lost her boobs uh that's so but if she was doctor who i'm sure she would be really good that's all i have to say in my nonsensical blah blah let's see Got some fart sack. We got some some fart sack. Um, We got one to read and two to listen. I'll go in the order we received them. Cecil sent us a voice. Cecil and Paul uh, both sent sent us voicemails back in May. Jesus. Sorry, guys. Um, It's funny. uh, I had a dream, and I, now keep in mind, never met the guy, have no idea what he looks like, but Cecil was in a dream of mine the other night. 
I don't know why. I must have said something to him on Facebook before going to sleep. But uh, kind of sex involved? No, in the dream there was like um. <laughs> He looked was, like Patrick Swayze, and you and him were dirty dancing. <laughs> oh, he did the lift. He went it to was, lift you up over his head. I cried. And he it was great. Back out. Took my tampon out and everything. The um, <laughs> we were playing this. We were playing this like um, I don't know the name for it, but these enhanced something games where you can play it on your phone. Where when you look through your phone, you see kind of stuff in your own surroundings. And there was a game. Uh, there was a game I was playing, and he was there, and I was trying to shoot him on my screen with a machine gun. And in the dream, he had a little. Uh, he he was skinny. Uh, and Cecil, if you're listening, um, you can let us know if this is a, a, an apt description. Um, he was skinny. He had a little pointy uh, brown. He had brown hair, po- little pointy goatee, little uh, and mustache, and a, a short little ponytail. So anyway, I was trying to shoot him with a machine gun on my, there was other things in the dream, but, um, before I played his voicemail, I wanted to know that I wanted to say that he was in my, in my dream. So he said, um, yo, howdy, this is a true detective season two question. I'm already out. I haven't even seen season one. Um, I don't spoil anything for either season. Just a heads up, uh, fart noises, Cecil. Let's see if we can get this to play. Hello, Silver and Gold Podcast. What is up, Loaf and Zom? I have Zom-specific question oh, this week. Go. He knows. I remember <coughs> telling people after I had seen True Detective Season 2 that it was all right. It was worth watching at least. Like, don't expect Season 1. Mm-hmm. It can only be crap compared to Season 1. So I'm curious how you feel about it now that you've seen it. I know you didn't like it overall, and a lot of it is, like, pretty fucking goofy. And I kind of like its goofiness, actually. Uh, Hey, man, I mean, whether or not it's intentionally funny, there's some funny stuff in that season. And, uh, I don't know, I'm just curious where it lands for you. If you would say to people, perhaps, avoid it entirely or not. So, like. Maybe it's a five or a six in your opinion, uh, or is it lower than five? Not recommend. All right, thanks. Talk to you later. Bye. Um, season two of True Detective. I liked the Colin Farrell part. Um, I thought that Vince Vaughn and his wife were so fucking ridiculous <laughs> and stupid. Um, she was just, I mean, He's fucking Vince Vaughn. I mean, like in every goddamn thing he's in, but he's he's trying to be badass and everything. But she is this um, uh, the the strong woman behind him that that no matter what he does or whatever, she's like, we're going to get through this together. She she's so strong that she has to prop him up because she's tough and she's devoted to him. And she had I, I can't remember who. The, the woman was that played that part. She had her lips. Now, I mean, I don't know. You know, everybody used to say Angelina Jolie. Oh, she must have had stuff squirted in her lips. But when they showed pictures of her when she was a little kid, she had big puffy lips. Um, maybe that's this woman, too. But she looked like she got stung by a fucking bee, <laughs> like right on her lips. And, and it just she was just awful. Um it w- okay. The first season I th- I thought was great. Um, the second season, 
you know, like if if you compare it to that, it's it's probably like a fucking four, or uh, um, if you just take it as a standalone, which I think it was. I mean, to me, it didn't really have anything to do with the first season, other than it was just a kind of a gritty cop, uh, cop movie or cop show. Um, my just on its own i would still give it like about a four (laughs) (laughs) um what's her name who's that little fucking chick in it she wore tight pants and carried knives (laughs) and she's really uh true detect did i did i see correctly that they are making a third one third season i think they are okay um where in the hell is the goddamn season two? I got nothing but time. Maybe I'll finally watch True Detective one and two. The first one, uh, I still haven't fucking like seen uh, Red Williams. Riding either. Another oh, that's TV good. thing. Especially the second episode of that, or okay. the second. Uh, they're movies. I mean, there's like two movies. Okay. Or three movies. I'm sorry. Um, where in the hell is the fucking? I hate IMDb when you have uh, different seasons of something and you're just trying to find. The person, what's that girl's name? Rachel McAdams. She's a little cutie. <laughs> and she plays a cop in season two and she wears tight jeans and she's like kind of like a badass, like somebody's fucked with her before. So she's oh, like yeah, carries like these knives in her boots and stuff in case she says, I might not be able to outfight a, a man, but uh, if he gets me, I, he's going to fucking pay the price you know um colin farrell's good because he looks like he's like uh kind of like the sunny crockett miami vice colin farrell uh, strung out got a big giant bushy mustache so he's kind of <laughs> ugly ended up but vince vaughn and his wife were fucking horrible i want to see who played his fucking wife because she should never act again and he <laughs> he you know okay what was it swingers yeah. Was the first thing I saw him in. He was real skinny and he was funny with Favreau. And then they made that second one, him and Favreau, which was Fa- a comedy. Favreau is almost unrecognizable in Spider Man. He has gotten so Oh my god, he's gotten so bloated. Yeah, like, he's 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 just like unbelievably fat. Yeah. Kelly Riley is the the girl Kelly. in this. And what the hell also she was in flight with Denzel. She was in Eden Lake, and she was in both Sherlock Holmes movies. So she must, I'm Eden thinking Lake. she must have been. Oh, she's British. I saw, I saw Eden Lake recently, and that was a fucking mean She must movie. have been Watson's wife. She was, Yeah, Mary Watson. She was, she was okay in Eden Lake. She was the, basically the main star in Eden Lake. She might a, be good in something else. Uh, she she's was got, fine. It was a that was not a great. She's got red movie. hair and that kind of milky reddish hairish, yeah, you know, stuff that I would like to have sex with sometime. But she was horrible. <laughs> she was fucking. And, and and I will say this: maybe it wasn't her acting. The writing was fucking horrible. Uh, and Vince Vaughn was he sucked. <laughs> All right, we got uh, one from. Why they cast him in that fucking part? I don't know. It's like, hey, man. I, I can do this. I, 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 can, I can play something. I, I'll talk real fast, and I'll, I'll talk like I'm, you know, all strung out, and I'm, I'm really talk, talk, talk fast and, and be kind of a smart. But I can be a tough guy. I can be a tough guy. I'm big and tall. I'm tough. I can be tough. And it's like, shut up. You're act. You're a one trick fucking pony, douche. <laughs> all right, we got one from the Red Waffle. Red Waffle Paul. Here we go. Smell my sweaty fart, silver and gold. Smell them. How's that for some feed sack zone? How's that for some feed sack love? 
Speaking of being strung out, <laughs> was that Colin Farrell in Miami Vice? Uh, that was that a good was, movie. That was kind of odd. <laughs> that was kind of scary, actually. I don't know if he was. I don't know if. Oh, he attached it. I was like, I don't know if he was t- helping me test out the new uh, voicemail line or what. <laughs> All right, we got. Uh, oh yeah, my, I've I've probably lost my old uh, my old sound clip of me testing it. Remember the. Uh. <laughs> All right, we got we have one email from Miguel. He's a relatively new listener. Yeah. Uh, dear Loaf and Zom, and uh, a frequent poster in the group, which we appreciate. Um, I've only been I've only been listening to your pod for about three months. There you go. You know that means he's the guy that left that feedback. <laughs> but my ear holes can't get enough. Yeah. I began listening to GGTMC about six months ago, and when Sly Stallone had an unexpected Sly's making comment making voicemails to them too. That asshole. He's abandoned yeah. us. Oh, um, we hate him. Sly Stallone had an unexpected feedback uh, phone-in on that podcast. Wait, Sly, GGTMC did feedback? Um, (laughs) Had an unexpected feedback phone-in on that podcast, talking about his glutes. Uh, Afterwards, I heard Large William mention that Sly is always on the Silva and Gold podcast. Unfortunately for Miguel, if he's listening to the last three months, he's not only missed Sly, he's also missed me. Um, what, what, how long ago was that GGTMC podcast? Yeah, like must two have been years a uh, Afterwards, I heard Large William mention that Sly is always on Silver and Gold. So I tracked you two down, and now I can't stop listening and left that other podcast in the dust. Only kidding, sort of. <laughs> yeah. Take that podcast I haven't heard of. Um, anyway, my question, my question is this. After watching Dunkirk... I wanted to know what your favorite World World War II movies are, especially since Zom watches about three a week. Thanks for the podcasting, Miguel. Favorite World War II movie? I still love Saving Private Ryan. I've seen it multiple times. Um, Big Red One. I really like a lot. Big uh, Red Lee Marvin. Yeah. Um, what is the other Lee Marvin one where he's on the island with Mifune? Does that count as a World War II movie? Uh, something Pacific. Hell in the Pacific or something? Does that count? Yes. Yes. Okay, that's, that one's also very good. Mother what? Mother Freaker. Oh, yeah, Big Red One. That uh, uh, fucking Luke Skywalker's in that. And fucking the Revenge of the Nerd. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, I can't do it either. I'll choke too. I, I've got, I've got a like. Since we went to that one wrestling, one one of those wrestling things, and I decided to belt. Well, probably both. Uh, and I bellowed through the whole thing as loud as I could. <laughs> I think I destroyed my vocal cords. That <laughs> sucks. Who cares? Uh, I saw Cross of Iron for the first time in the last few months. I thought that one was really one of the good. The ones I was going to mention. Yeah, like that, and that was really good. Um, let me look here. I'm just, I'm just got cross of iron was the first thing that came to mind. I love James Coburn as if you've listened to the last couple weeks of episodes, Coburn is awesome. Um, thin red line, kind we did that on the show. Was it what? The a thin red line we did on the show. I like, um, um, for something like less or not as serious, the, um, dirty dozen. Yeah. Yeah. Something that doesn't take place in 
uh, actual combat that I love is The Hill with Sean Connery. That takes place in a desert uh, prison camp. I love that movie, but I, I, I don't think of it as much as a World War II movie as I think of it as a kind of a prison, like a prison movie. Oh, Guns of Navarone I saw for the first time recently. That was That's really good. good. I dig it. I can dig yeah. that. Um, let me get down to the nit and the grit. Because I'm just looking at this list, and because I know the ones that I like will be on this list. Um, one of my, I mean, one of my favorite movies overall, which I guess is a World War II movie, is Casablanca. I guess that counts. Yeah. That takes place there, there and abouts. And we'll get down to this as the top 10. You have the big red one, which you've said. Was there anything else? Oh, Das Boot is a good one. The fucking submarine movie. I have never seen it. That movie. I I, I must have done that one maybe on a solo episode, or maybe I just talked about it on one of ours. I need to watch that because... I wanted to watch that after I really wanted to watch that after watching Dunkirk. That that was a 10 for me. Okay. Come and see was so fucking disturbing that I might not ever watch it again. I still haven't seen that either. Oh my God. You know what? The best years of our lives was one that I just saw scroll by that one. Have you ever seen that? Best years of our lives. It's a William Wyler movie and it, it takes place after the war and it's like three different veterans coming home and kind of trying to fit back in. Hmm. It's really good. Um, I mean, it's it's a melodrama. It's a little sappy, but I mean that's it goes with the times. It's from like this 26. movie called The Men with uh, Marlon Brando, which you just you were talking about, uh, takes place after the war where the guys come home. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes place basically in a hospital with all the guys that have been like maimed, and Marlon Brando is paralyzed from the waist down to the entire movie and it's him living with that. And I mean, for a movie that, that was probably made in the early sixties, late fifties, early sixties, it touches on a lot of subjects like the movie coming home with, uh, uh, John Voight and, uh, about pair, uh, people that are paraplegics, quadriplegics. Uh, it's really good, really powerful movie. I think it was the first movie Marlon Brando was ever in. Um, but, uh, like Kelly's heroes. You, you have the funny ones like yeah. that, you know, kind of funny ones. Um, but like I said, I, the first one that came to mind was cross of iron. So, you know, I guess, uh, that must be my number one. Nice. All that's right. a peck and paw. That's it for feed sack. Um, now I'm, I'm going to, if I don't put the number in front of me, I'm going to get us wrong. We, we finally got a voicemail number. I put it on Google voice this Say time. So what? it won't disappear. So you can always send us feed sack to 636-323-9960 or silvergoldpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, Find us on iTunes. Find us on Stitcher, I think. (laughs) I still haven't checked. It's been like a year. Um, And our website, silverandgold.com, and join our Facebook group, at silva or at facebook.com slash groups slash silva and gold. Uh, yeah. So hopefully I'm coming out of my uh my my <laughs> self imposed hermitdom. Uh, we'll see. By the time you're back on your feet, you'll you'll probably be one of the best dirty dancers in North <laughs> Carolina. I'm I'm practicing. I did buy I did buy this dinky little exercise bike 
because I felt like I was fucking like wasting away. <laughs> I mean, getting just, fatter, but like losing muscle at the same time. Yeah, and just, you don't even have to leave your house. Yeah, because uh, I still be like a turd and right. Yeah, bike. so I'll, I'll I'll turn on like a I'll turn on the TV episode or something and just ride the bike for a little while. Um, but yeah, um, thanks to uh, you guys for still listening, and uh, thanks to Cecil Paul. I guess Paul. I don't know. Do I really thank him for that gross voicemail? <laughs> Miguel for the. I might call the police. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Miguel that for the so feedback. was so strange. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Um, don't know if we'll do a movie. I forgot to that movie, Furry. I kind of like this. I kind of like this. Uh, this trading off of what we've been watching. That's kind of. A, yeah, that was all right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll play it by ear. See how it goes. And I'm gonna go. Get rid of my lemon shandy. It's knocking lemon at the door. Shandy. <laughs> Look that up. Okay, lemon, lemon, shandy. S H A N D Y. Okay. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. See uh, that ear, man. I just uh, ugh, maybe it's because when I was a little kid, I even tried like when I was a little kid. You know when you're. Your your dad or your uncles or whatever give you a sip of beer yeah. and I didn't really like the taste of it then and then when it was oh god it was probably like ten years ago or more I thought you know what I haven't tried a beer and I I never liked the taste of it I'm gonna get I'll get some I drank like one with this girl and it was like light beer from Miller which is so <laughs> you know you you can just chug it down but it's still I I had to chug it because I didn't like it I tried Guinness which is you know oh, you know. Yeah, well. And um, it just was real strong and, you know, bitter. And, and so I, I just I had to just like chug it just to even get it down. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to think what other ones I have tried. But no, hardly any at all. That's why when we were at Horror Hound that one year, uh, Christine had Woodchuck, oh, like yeah. cider. And see, I could drink that. I thought that tasted pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, and it's that's Jake's drink of choice, right? He likes yeah. that cider. I don't know if he that's, drinks that one, but that cider. My my uh, roommate uh, in college loved Woodchuck. He buy that shit all. But the time. I figure, like at this point in my life now, with my anxiety and depression and uh, being a shut in and stuff like that, the last it's really um, bad. <laughs> the last yeah, the last habit that I want or or hobby that I want to get into is either drugs or drinking because it would be very easy to oh, just yeah and speaking of which i'm totally avoiding green zone in case i have to fucking interview somewhere that drug tests <laughs> the fucking swamp thing <laughs> the green. Uh, um, here are some what lemon, a life lemon cupcakes lemon shady lemon lemon shandy cupcakes i don't know what recipe. shandy even means but well this is a lemon shandy cupcakes good. recipe yeah. oh oh so, it uses uh, the beer yeah, they, I get. They, it looks good. I mean, those cupcakes look good. You have one box of Betty Crocker Super Moist Yellow Cake, mm-hmm, one cup mm-hmm. of Hef, Hefeweizen wheat Hefeweizen. beer. Hefeweizen is a good beer. Yeah, you yeah. can drink that with an orange. That's Half a cup of vegetable oil, three eggs, two tablespoons of grated lemon peel. And the frosting is four ounces of cream cheese softened, mm. half a cup of butter sauce. See, you got you got like everything, even this the icing they got made here. Damn. That man, those cupcakes look good, but I can't eat those because I'm on my diet. I'm yeah. just uh, I'm a we, carnivore. We, we talked about my diet, my fucking I'm gonna hit two thirty soon diet. 
I had a dream last night that I was eating um, donuts. <laughs> and like I was like, fuck it, I'm going to eat them. I don't give a shit. And I had this box of like Dunkin' Donuts with uh, with uh, like the cream and the chocolate on the top and everything, just different kinds. And I was eating them. And But, you know, when you're on a diet and people know you're on a diet, you, you have to like you feel like a criminal like you're sneaking <laughs> shit like if you go like in the break room at work and you're stuffing something in your mouth somebody walks in you're like <laughs> you know you just stop and and you're you're busted uh, so I haven't done that I've been you know, with, with the ready whip which has yeah. like almost no calories and no carbs or anything I if I start getting any kind of craving I'll either chew a piece of gum or I'll just go get a squirt of that ready whip in my mouth Oh, and the coffee helps too. Yeah, I, I bought can... some. I bought some gum for that reason because I was starting to fucking do the junk food thing. I'd been pretty good um, about like doing steamed vegetables and stuff like that, but man, I bought some uh, of these Dunkin' Donuts Mocha Oreos. Jesus Christ, oh, those are good. Those are good. <laughs> if you like well, Oreos, you'll like those things. The, I dropped down from. Like I said, with, with all my clothes on at the doctor and shoes and everything, I was like 258, <laughs> which you ta- I usually take off like six or seven pounds, depending on the time of the year, because if you're wearing jeans and a sweatshirt or something like that yeah. and shoes. Um, so I dropped down to my lowest here recently was 232. Well, then I started seeing it go back up. And it was getting up close to 240 again. I thought I'm going back on that fucking diet and getting back down because, you know, there's nothing worse than, as General Patton said, I hate taking the same territory twice. You know, <laughs> you go through all this and get down and then you start seeing it go up and you're like, motherfucker. You know, and it's, and it's just gradual, but it's yeah. like a pound. And then three weeks later, it's another pound. And then, you know, it's like, God, motherfucking damn it. I wonder if there's any good movies about uh, the Battle of the Bulge. Yeah, there is. Well, um, there's Fatso with Dom DeLuise. Uh, yeah, there's one that I've seen. Um, the fuck was the name of that? There's one called the Battle of the Bulge that I haven't seen. Um, Precious. Precious is the <laughs> she wasn't battling it. No. Um, well, she went on a. She was only uh, at one point she was eating something. That would probably make you lose weight. That's sad. Her mother's. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you what, man. I never now see, but they're saying that 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 they think that that I think we probably talked about that when we reviewed it, but that they're saying that that was made up. Oh, really. Do you ever hear that much about a woman molesting their female? No. That's... I've heard of women having sex with like their sons and stuff. Fuck, I can't find the Battle of the Bulge movie. Here's a blueberry cheesecake stuffed lemon cupcake with vanilla frosting. Five <sighs> Battle of the Bulge movies for every history buff. Well, you know, that's a good World War II movie. Not, uh, I mean, uh, not as a joke about losing weight, but uh, Battle of the Bulge with... Henry Fonda, you have Henry Fonda and uh, Robert Shaw and Charles Bronson. That's the so, 65 one. That's, that one I haven't seen, but I'm trying to remember good, the one that I have, and it's driving me crazy. And like I said, I mean, Fury here just recently, as far as tank movies go, with Brad Pitt was fucking awesome. You know, it's weird, it's weird like what you were saying, though, when you were talking about like Thin Red Line or uh, Hell in the Pacific. I don't 
think as much of Pacific theater movies. Yeah. Maybe it's uh, Battleground, the movie Battleground I'm thinking of. Is that um, Richard Burton? Uh, it's got Van Johnson, John oh, Hodiak, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Ricardo one's, uh, Montalban. Yeah, that one's a good one. That was a, That's a classic. Yeah. I'm thinking there was one called Breakout, and it was supposed to be the sequel. It is the sequel to Cross of Iron, but um, um, Coburn didn't want to do it, I think, and so they got Richard Burton to play mm. the part of uh, Steiner. And it's it's not very good. I mean, it's it's all right, but nowhere near as good as Cross of Iron. All right, I gotta go tinkle. Go pee. <laughs> go pee. Have a beer. And um, we'll, we'll try yeah, it again. We'll, we'll do it again soon. Um, and uh, this thank is an you. episode. Thank you everybody for listening. We've been going on. Uh, until next time. This is Love Oot. Azam Oot. Bye bye.